This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch into the first hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. Uh, Final week of the year. A lot of radio shows take time off. I would like to assure you that we are actually in the studio with you. We being Ian here. And Guard. Uh, Mark, by the way, is on a uh, vacation in uh, his former home state of Florida, so he should be, I think, rejoining us on Monday night, for those of you who were curious. Uh, in the meantime, Gardner Goldsmith, for those who are uninitiated, who are you and what do you do? Well, uh, let's see. I don't have a place in Florida, so I'm not going to be getting warm over the next few days, that bastard. But uh, I am a radio host here in New Hampshire, uh, did some script work out in Los Angeles, and do a lot of writing on economics and free markets. I uh, grew up in New Hampshire the live free or die straight, the uh, the um, the free state now for so many people. Soon to be, Soon and to I be. do it's a daily talk show uh, between one and four at a, a number of three stations around here in New Hampshire. That's right. You guys expanded to another uh, yeah. station in Concord. Yeah. I heard about nice. that. Nice. Uh, so they can go and listen to your show at their leisure at libertyconspiracy.com. Yes, yes, indeed. That is my website, libertyconspiracy.com. You can find the sound files there, and as you can do here at freetalklive.com, you can get everything free. Just sign up. You can find out the story from the ground in New Hampshire, Ron Paul Central, and you can also check out my book. I just have a book released as well, so uh, yes. should, I guess you call me an author, too. So I forgot excellent, about that. Excellent, excellent. We might get to the, p- promote the book later, but uh, we'll look, get into the issues here to start things out tonight Got because it. there's some crazy stuff going on, as always. Of course, we want to hear from you. 800-259-9231. Our website's freetalklive.com. All of the features there, like on Gardner's site, completely free, so don't hesitate to get interactive. Oh, and one other thing, uh, something brand new going on at freetalklive.com tonight. We've had the Free Talk Live studio cam available for several months now. And it's been such a success that I decided today to go ahead and add the audio stream to the studio cam. I purchased some extra bandwidth because that was really what my issue was before. We weren't streaming. It was confusing to people because they would see the video and they'd say, hey, where's the audio? Well, you would had to listen to our other separate audio stream to get the audio. and It it wasn't synced up with the video. It was confusing to people. And so I I bought a little bit extra bandwidth. And so now we've got a very high-quality audio stream included with the video stream, which is very nice. Uh, we used to have 56 kilobits per second uh, on our audio stream. We still have that. This, mm. The old audio streams yeah. are still there. Yeah. Uh, but this one's like 100 or 128 kilobits per second. It's it's like being sitting here in the studio with so us. You went from the Neolithic to the to, from the Paleolithic to the Neolithic, my man. Well yeah. done. Very, and, and it's very free nice. for everybody. Yeah, so you can just that's go to freetalklive.com or cam.freetalklive.com. We'll get you right to it, and they can see how handsome we are. Exactly. There you go. All right, so 800-259-9231. We'll talk about everything from the Amish to immigration. But first, gift cards. Ah. This one was a (laughs) shock to me. This is amazing. All right. Um, uh, Folks in the New England area probably had this experience up in Maine maybe one out of 1,000 times. Here's the story. Uh, I was checking things out this morning, and I saw that there's a story out of the Kennebec Journal that uh, says that something weird is happening with gift cards, Ian, Yeah, up in Maine. And uh, as many other states do, gift Maine, cards. Yeah, yeah. Maine has regulations that a, they impose on business people a priori sure. prior to them actually engaging in commerce with the consumer. The state of Maine tells the, the seller 
that if they're going to sell gift cards, the gift cards can never expire. So they there's, said prior there's some stipulation. states that do that. Again, right. I think California is one of those states. And right. Usually, if you look at the back of the gift card, it'll list yeah. list what states. Right. Exactly. Now uh, I have a problem with that, but it gets even worse. Because not only now do wait they, a minute, Gardner. Now, that, yeah. now just just to play devil's advocate, because of course I'm with you on this one. Yeah. Uh, but just to play devil's advocate, uh, someone would say, well, that's not fair. You know, these people have paid money for this gift card. Sure. How can you say, Gardner, that their money should just disappear well, that's after it. Exactly. it's done? Uh, I think before we get into the rest of the story, you're absolutely right. We should describe how this isn't exactly like money. See, that's the thing. A lot of people say, oh, this is just like money. Well, actually, no, it's not just like money because what happens is the seller sells these things with certain stipulations. That's true. And if they want to, in a free world, they should be able to set any stipulations on it that they want to. They could even say, look, if you use it within the next 30 days, you'll get an extra dollar that you can use. Yeah. If you use it in the next you know, 50 that, days, though. you'll get 50 cents. Yes, they could if they wanted to, but they won't. Right. So they should be able to set the parameters. If you don't want to buy it, you don't have to buy it. It is not exactly and like... I, I was just going to say, I doubt there's uh, there's any company that could, because, I mean, when you buy a gift card, you don't usually know the rules in advance. It's yeah. usually once you get the gift card, you flip it over and it says, well, expires in, you know, 180 days if you haven't used it. I think most of them go for a year. Yeah, right. Um, some of them go, it's like a year and then it drops 5% or something like that mm-hmm. just to sort of have an administrative fee. Yeah. So there's some different ways that it, that it is done. But I can't imagine there'd be anybody that would, uh, you know, business that would turn around and refuse to give you a refund on a gift card you just sure. purchased. Hey, you know, right? the businesses want to do the best for their consumers, and usually the way it works out is they redeem it almost any time. Right, so friend. you can't claim that you were, you know, tricked into it. You read the back, you understand the terms. Absolutely. You either return it or you don't. And uh, if you absolutely. don't, then you agree to the terms. Hey, you got it. You got it. And unfortunately, the politicians find that there are enough people out there who don't look at the stipulations who later say, oh, this gift card is expired or something like that. They get upset. So they've gone to the politicians to try to get something done about it. And in Maine, just like in New Hampshire and many other states, they have set these rules that if sellers want to sell a gift card, the gift card has to be redeemable in perpetuity. It has to go on and on and on forever like a time lord. So there you go. (laughs) It's like Doctor Who. So um, and uh, yeah. So anyway, that's for our friends listening online over in the UK or wherever. So Mm -hmm. Um, now Maine is Maine has gone one step further. They've they've upped the ante on this, my friend. <laughs> All right, are you ready for this? Okay, uh, you already know. That's right. All right, here's the story. Yeah, but I don't know now, the details. This yeah, is crazy. now Maine has set these stipulations. Right now they're saying to the customer, if you the customer don't use your gift card within X number of years, the money reverts to us, the state. We get to take it. This is a story from the Kennebec Journal. It says wow. gift cards. Yeah, yeah. Gift cards in the news are, are in the news as Maine works to collect. And, and I love the way they phrase this. The writing of this is ridiculous. It's by David Lemoyne. You might want to write to David Lemoyne. L E M O I N E. What a terrible writer. It says, <laughs> a positive way to come out on a show. What a terrible writer. This guy's the worst. Arr. I feel like strong bad. Anyway, it says gift cards are in the news as Maine works to collect. A share of the windfall profits, windfall profits, now being <laughs> taken by some out-of-state corporations. So they get the nativist sentiment. Oh, you've got they get to the be windfall. kidding yeah, me. It's, it's, it's not even done in the sentence, and they're already hitting you with all this communist populist you know crap. What, you know what I just don't understand is that wh- why don't people get it that even though you're dealing with what is a national brand, yeah. um, for instance, my girlfriend works at Panera Bread. Awesome. They're all over the place. Yeah. But the fact is, it's a franchise. 
and they are uh, they have gift cards. Yeah. So the the that store is owned by somebody who lives here regionally in the Northeast. We do this show from New you Hampshire, yeah. and they own you know twenty five Panera stores throughout Maine, throughout uh, uh, New Hampshire, and, and Massachusetts. And, you know, they've got families that are living in this area. The people working at those stores have families that are living in this area. There's exactly. nothing unlocal about shopping and buying things at that location. They take risks with their capital to try to open up the franchise. They're trying to make a go of it and see how they can do. They think it's a good brand to hook up with, and they try to sell it, just like just like so many other people out there try but, to start things. But up. now the state is saying... If you don't use, the government people are saying, if you don't use your gift card, that money's ours. Yeah. I, this is a, I mean, leave it to Maine. You know, they gave us all sorts of pinheads up there. But, yeah. Now, now, now you understand, this is going to require some sort of uh, special system, right? Because mm-hmm. there's going to have to be some special programming done. How are they going to know? To, to, right. To track... All of the different gift cards, and I'm sure there's some database somewhere where it's right. already going on, but right. but it's not designed for this. They're well, going to have to hire a programmer to come in that's right. and uh, you know pay them whatever programmers cost. That's I'm right. paying one that's 50 bucks an hour or so right now. So yep. Uh, yep. I mean, they're pretty expensive. So they're going to have to hire that programmer to come in and modify their entire system in order to be compliant with this new stupid law that's, that's essentially right. going to steal these businesses' money right on uh, right out from under their noses. You got it, Ian. Anybody who works in the uh, in the retail industry knows that if you're selling a gift card, it goes on a separate item sale line. So it's probably entered into a computer system so you can itemize and total up how many how much you put out in gift cards, how much you've redeemed in gift cards, and that sort of thing. So the state is going to have to invade that data source and get that information. So it's this an invasion of privacy as well. Good point. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about this? I mean, should the should the state be able to just step in and snatch up all these extra profits that businesses are making? I mean, isn't this just the, the perfect example of what the government does? This is what they do. You can't leave money sitting around for long enough. These bureaucrats are going to jump on it at some point. This is your show. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex, rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. We're talking about a story that's coming out of, what was it, Kennebunkport? Uh, yeah, it? out of Kennebunk. This is out of the Kennebunk Journal Kennebunk, out of Maine. Yep. Maine. And uh, the, basically, this is uh, the entire state of Maine has decided to pass a law mandating that all restaurants, or I guess anybody that offers a gift card, right? Yeah. Any, yeah, any business that sells a gift card will have to... <laughs> <laughs> they already had the law that said that it has to go forever, so they can never expire. They already have that law, and that's bad enough. Yeah. Uh, but now they're saying that if it goes two years and no one redeems the gift card money, yeah. then all of the money, 100% of it, is to go to the state government. Yeah. 
I want to well, go. No, no, it's not one hundred. Oh, it's not one hundred percent. It's forty percent of the oh, gift card value su- can be retained. Such restraint. And sixty. Well, this is the thing. Forty percent can be retained by the issuing company, and sixty percent is taken by the state. Such restraint on the part of the bureaucrats there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so they're being so reasonable Isn't in that case, aren't they? They're 60%. so magnanimous. It's right. just very nice of them. Now right. what now wait a minute. Now what added value did the state give to the transaction? Oh, that is a great point. I guess I guess the <laughs> what, added How do they deserve 60%? Maybe it was the added value that they're not going to take 70%. There you go. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what it is? I the added know. value that they're not going to shut your business down. Well, you know, they do such good work on the roads that uh, <laughs> obviously they need to get a portion of that, you know? We should go to the phones, though. You did uncover something about this article. Oh, I definitely yeah. want to uh, oh, share, yeah. and we still have to finish a little bit more okay. detail, but we should go to the phones here because John in Iowa is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hello. Hey, hey John. what's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I, I've been listening to you and all of this talk about these states regulating all of these gift cards. And, you know, my question is, you know, can they get to a point where they regulate it so much that no one's going to want to buy these things? Well, they've done that in so many other fields. That's exactly right. It happens all the time. Well, yeah, this is sort of a regulation that's only going to really bother the business owners. And so as long as they can put business owners, you know, they, as long as they can inconvenience the business owners and not the customers, then customers will continue to want to buy them. And so that's how they're sort of designing these regulations. Well, then you might have these companies who put all these crazy regulations on these new gift cards because of the restrictions. Like I had a gift card. And I really wanted to redeem it, but I had to jump through all these hoops to get Mark to take off his shirt, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> Thanks for the call, dude. It's, I don't know if it's as much fun when Mark's not on the show, but... Uh, well, you know, maybe he's taking his shirt off down in Florida. Right I'm sure he has. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's gone out to the beach, as a matter he of fact. be down in Florida and check him out. 1-800-259-9231. One of the better uh, crank callers, uh, yeah. that, that theme. Yeah. That was good. I have to say, I have to say uh, a good point, though, is that... Uh, you know, this has happened in other areas. If you look at the regulations that they put on insurance companies all around in New Hampshire, in um, in Vermont, all over the place, they put these regulations on people where on these companies that say, well, look, if you are going to be doing business in our state and issuing a health insurance policy for somebody, for example, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You have to cover this. You have to cover this. You have to cover this. And then what ends up happening is the companies have to raise their their rates so much that the healthy people opt not to get their insurance until after they get sick. And then, of course, then the companies have to raise their rates some more because mm-hmm. they have more people making claims and not putting in as much clean money to the system. So, it, you know, in, in a way, this happens all over the place in different businesses when the state says, no, 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 we know what's best. Now, in this case, the right. state is actually acting as a thief. In the other case, well, it's just acting as fascist, fascist dictators. Right, yes. We know how you should run your business. We will decide yeah. what your contracts say, yeah. uh, all that Here's nonsense. your brown shirt, and let's go to do the goose step. Thank let's you. talk to Lotus in New Hampshire. Lotus, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, I have a question about this uh, thing they're having with me. Now, let's say in the grand state of New Hampshire, let's say uh, I get a gift card from New Hampshire, <laughs> and then I take it to Maine. Could I redeem that gift card, have Mark take off a shirt? That's a good question, <laughs> and thank you for the call. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue here uh, now. Gardner, you said yeah. you discovered that the uh, article, which yeah. you thought was com- coming from some sort of local newspaper, mm-hmm. you, I guess you didn't look too closely. Where well, is it's it down from? at the bottom? It down at the bottom uh, under this this uh, thing. You know, it has it has the head up at the top. David Lamone, Kennebec Journal, Morning Sentinel. Right? Huh? Then down at the bottom. Instead of posting it at the top next to the guy, like special to the Kennebec Journal or anything like that, at the bottom it says 
David Lemoyne is Maine State Treasurer, right right near the reader comments. It's like impossible wow. to even see it. So it's it's a uh, basically an op-ed by the government bureaucrat. Yeah. Who came yeah. up with the idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this is great. He says, did they pass a law for this, or was it just a uh, like an administrative decision? Well, you, you, you presses exactly where I'm going. It says, okay. he, he continues to write, our gift card statutes are fair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that subjective term, right. fair. Fair to whom? <laughs> fair by whom? By law, this is the part I was reading before, by law, 40% of the unclaimed gift card value can be retained by the issuing company as its profit margin, even without any underlying sale. Right, he's just patting himself on the back. He's saying, see, see how nice We're we are to you. you. Keep right, we yeah, could have taken sure. 100%. Yeah, because you're just pirates, really. I mean, you're right. like Jack Sparrow. You, you know, you can't even, you're, it's just as awful. It's you know? so sad, though, that people actually believe that. I mean, yeah. people believe that it's the, the, you know, the companies that are the bad guys. Now, look, I'm not saying there haven't been some individuals in some companies that have, have done you know, haven't done bad things over time. Sure, there have, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But the the only reason you hear about those stories is because they're newsworthy. And the reason why they're newsworthy, what, that is, you know, um, corporate corruption. Yeah. The reason yeah. why that's newsworthy is because it's rare. Absolutely. Because it hardly ever happens. Right. Because ninety nine point nine percent of the time, people are just doing business in a satisfactory or better manner, and customers are, are pleased. Great example. We were talking insurance companies before that story about the girl who died before she could get her kidney kidney transplant because her insurance company something about the stipulations or either the insurance company it wasn't covered in the policy. Or the insurance company was going out on out on its original agreement. I'm not sure which it was, but it was all over the news. Of course, private company not going to pay for this girl. She dies, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't hear about all the hundreds of people who die every year in the socialized healthcare industry who have right. to wait and wait and wait. And the day after this girl passed away, no, two days afterwards, we get a report here in New Hampshire about the Medicaid system. How three people have just won a lawsuit in federal court against the Medicaid system because one of them have to, had to wait almost a year before they could find out if they were covered to some, for something. One of them had wow. to wait a half a year. Just one to them, find out if they're if, covered. Just if they were covered, not <laughs> even to get the service. Right. And, and, you, know, and you, don't, you don't hear about those things nope. splashed all around the headlines. The seen and the unseen, as yes, they say. Yes, exactly. Just like Bastiat used to say. Absolutely. 1-800-259-9231. Now, is there more from this bureaucrat? Oh, did, yeah. yeah this I is a treasure the, trove from oh, the treasurer. Right. It's always fun to read what bureaucrats have to say oh, because they're so it. full of it. 1-800-259-9231. And, of course, as always, you can bring up whatever's on your mind if you are somebody who thinks the state government should get involved and tell these businesses what to do in regards to their gift cards. I'd love to hear you t- uh, call in and back up this, uh, this state treasurer here. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give away... 
Uh, so do enjoy those on us, including the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. It's like the listener editable version of our website. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. Hey, listen, now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save. LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. We've been talking about a, a gift card situation that has developed in Maine, where the state of Maine has taken their regulations of this an extra step further than I think any other state has, has done it. Though I could be wrong about that. I mean, California, you never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But... In the case of Maine, they've said that not only do businesses have to make their gift cards so they do, ne- uh, do not ever expire, but now if it's gone over two years and the customer hasn't used the money or whatever money remains, then 40% of it the business can keep. You got it. 60% of it goes to the state government. <laughs> because, of course, the state really takes precedence. I mean, shoot, they have all those signs along the highway that tell you to buckle up, so good deal. <laughs> yeah. So, now, the the story is actually coming from the bureaucrat himself who's yes. behind the program, and I want to make sure we have a chance to get through the rest of his, sure. his words here, Gardner, so let's continue the story. All right, uh, this is David Lemoyne, the lovely David Lemoyne, the state treasurer of our friends Maine, and he says... Uh, he says, budget and policymakers are now faced, and listen to his, his total non-choice. This is what's great. Budget and policymakers. In other words, politicians and bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's sort of like, you know, an environment, uh, sort of like a, a custodial engineer, you know. Let's give him the regular name. Budget and policymakers are now faced with either protracted litigation and an immediate budget shortfall or development of an alternative approach that would recapture some of the unclaimed gift card dollars that are now being kept out of the state. <laughs> Recapture them. Huh. Recapture the dollars. Because so they're... are they suggesting that that's confusing to me? Recapture the gift card dollars. I guess they're saying that if somebody were to um, go and buy a gift card and then spend it, then the yeah. state would get a piece because, you know, it'd be sales tax on the food or whatever the deal would be. Yes. So the state would get a piece that way, whereas if they don't spend it, then the state no, cries see, see, because... No, see, the thing is, at the point of sale of a gift card, that's the sale. It's just a redemption later on. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So they've already gotten their sales tax from it, and they wouldn't get sales tax on the next purchase because it's not considered a sale. The sale's already occurred. That's so they're already point. getting their tax. That's, a, I, that's an interesting point, and I'm glad you brought that up, actually. I hadn't thought about that. Do you think that... I don't know, Gardner. I don't know if they charge sales tax on the gift cards because they probably sell that out at the flat, you know, yeah, rate of sixty bucks or fifty the bucks. And then when they when the customer comes in to order the food, then the company lobs off whatever the sales tax is. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All the so the state the states the state gets very that, sad when uh, yeah. people don't re- redeem would, their gift I cards. I would think if it was the state, they would have changed that pretty quickly. So that they got the money early Up front. on. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they just haven't thought of it yet. We should have kept quiet. Well, they are from Maine. What can you say? <laughs> anyway. So is that it? Was that the end of the story? Then uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. But uh, anyway, it just says uh, gift cards have become a major budget, budget issue because out-of-state businesses failed to pay Maine any portion of the unclaimed gift card assets that they hold. The sizable impact of this collective refusal on the state's budget reflects the large and growing size of the gift card market in Maine. 
I wonder how big that is. I mean, they must have done some number crunching and said, whoa, we can't let this go untapped. Exactly. We need a piece, a 60% piece. (laughs) I mean, who could... could, Who could back this up? Who could say that, yeah, okay, that's fine. 60%, totally reasonable. 1-800-259-9231. I mean, who beyond the Treasury bureaucrat, Yeah. right? Yeah, amazing. It's, let's uh, uh, let's go to the phone calls. Yeah. Matt is on the line in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Hey, Ian. Hey, hey Gardner. Hey, Matt. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, first off, I hate gift cards. I told everybody, don't ever buy me a gift card. Why? What's just, wrong with gift cards? Just give me cash. Mm. Yeah, well, Cash can go anywhere. I can spend it wherever I want, wherever I need it. I can pay bills with it. I can, I can, you know, go to any store I want. Sure. If if I have a gift card, I'm stuck with their regulations and their stipulations. If I have a Best Buy gift card, I gotta go spend it at Best Buy. Now, what if I don't want CDs or DVDs yeah. or electronics or something? What if I need clothes? Mm. That's what if a I great need point. Socks? But now, aren't we sort of devolving uh, the gift-giving sort of occasion to just a cash transfer at that point, though, Matt? I mean, I I guess if somebody got you a gift card, then that's sort of them saying, well, I know you like electronics, so we'll send you to Best Buy or Circuit City. You know, at least then they're putting some thought into where they think you might want to shop, whereas if it's just someone giving you $100 in cash and you're handing them $100 back, what's the point of that? I've already told everybody that I know that's going to give me a present, look. Don't give me gift cards. I had problems with a gift card, specifically a, a Best Buy gift card, because I went there, I spent 91 out of $100, and I asked if I could have the rest back in cash, and they wouldn't do it. No go. And it upset me to the point where I just returned all the merchandise. Oh, wow. And I said, here's your gift card back. Give me the $100. And then I had to go through all the rigmarole of getting my wife's credit card and wow. get it all put back on the credit card and everything else. But I refused to do business with them from then on. I That's said, amazing. You had ninety dollars in your pocket. You wouldn't give me ten dollars cash back. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you did the right thing in that case because more people, when they're disappointed with service, they need to let somebody know. They need to uh, to to clue the store in to send that market signal out there so they can react and maybe change their policy. Because the, I mean, the reason they don't do that is because they want you to keep that money on the card. So you'll come in next time. You said it was like nine dollars left. So they want you to come in and buy something that's going to be. You know, ten or eleven dollars. That way, you'll use up all the money on your gift card, and you'll have to pull some money yeah. out of your pocket at the yeah. same time. Yeah, I realize why they wanted to do it. What right. they didn't realize is that, or what, or they refused to listen to, is the fact that look, I don't go there that often. Uh, you know, I knew I wasn't going to spend it in time. I knew I wouldn't be back there by the time it was up or whatever. Right. I might not ever use it. I knew that nine dollars was just going to go in their pocket, and sure. I was never going to spend it. So, you know, that's what that's why I did what I did. And how silly that they would be willing to give you the $100 back, but uh but not the 9. I guess they don't want people converting uh I guess they don't want people like converting credit card money into cash through their gift card right. system. So there's well, probably a good reason for that. That's I had to actually go and get my wife my wife got it for me. I had to go and get her credit card and bring it back into the store and they put it back on a credit card, which was fine and dandy with me. The point was now they're never going to get another dime of my money ever again. Hey, Amazon.freetalklive.com, my friend. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's, the way. that's the next year, or at my birthday, three months later, uh, um, my wife got me a, a gift card, a $75 gift card to Amazon, and I used, I went through your 
Yourself, Good listen. man, excellent. Because if uh, people enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Now, if you're going to get a gift card for someone, that's a good one to get because there's 41 categories to shop in. That's right. I mean, if you want you something, so much over there. it's clothing or electronics or furniture or whatever. And they got deals. Yeah, they got right. they got much better deals. And the, the other thing is, you guys had, had mentioned the um, the socialist uh, medicine system, medical uh, system. Yeah. Oh yeah. And right yeah. now, my uncle just uh, at the beginning of this month. Uh, my uncle in Colorado was uh, uh, diagnosed with prostate cancer, oh, uh-huh. oh. and they won't operate on him. How old is he? He's 81. <laughs> he's 81. So he's, he's over 80. So he has to, right now, I guess he's looking into doctors that he can pay. They won't right. operate on him and pay it with the, with the uh, right. Medicare, right. Medicare. They'd right. rather have him die. Yeah. Right. He's too old. Yeah, they that's, feel that you know that he's not worth it. I guess. Can you imagine? Now, look, I understand triage uh, when it comes into effect. If it's an emergency room situation, they're full. They have to at that point then assign who's going to handle what and how many people are going to get taken whenever. But in this case, it's, that's not what's going on. Right. In this case, can you imagine being that person? I mean, how do you live with yourself when your job is to say no to an eighty-year, eighty-plus-year-old man? That's no, incredible. you can't have that. Matt, thanks for the story and thanks for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty-one. I mean. Can Go home at night and your wife says, how was the job today, honey? Well, I had to tell seven people they couldn't live. What? 1-800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And guard. Once again, that's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away. Uh, so enjoy those on us. You like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. Send in three bucks a month and help us get the show on more radio stations around the country, around the world, so we can help spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. You get perks like access to the AMP only call in line, chat room, and forum. I sort of normally just offhandedly mention the chat room every single night when I talk about the AMP program, uh, but it's, it's, I think it's going to be important to talk about a little bit more detail tonight because, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, now, starting tonight, at cam.freetalklive.com, we have launched an audio stream on our existing video stream. So we had video, now we've got them both together, synchronized, and uh, it sounds good. It's it sounds good quality stuff. Actually, it sounds great. Yeah. And there's a chat room that goes along with that, but only Free Talk Live amplifiers are able to get into the chat room. So most people, if you're not an amplifier, you can just see the camera. And you can't get into the chat room. But if right. you are an amplifier, we give you special access. and You can get in there and talk with other people who That's are excellent. So you can get in and club. say, hey, look at that weird stuff those guys are wearing. What is that? Yeah. What are they doing over there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, he's in I his like pajamas. That. What's that all about? What kind of radio is that? 1-800-259-9231. So, oh, yeah. Carter, we were talking about this uh, gift card nonsense yes. that was going on or is going on over in Maine where the state of Maine is saying... That after two years, if you don't use the money on your gift card, 60% of it will go to the state government. And you said you had another point to make. Yeah, well, in addition to the wonderful holiday feeling it gave me, uh, I was also thinking about this. Imagine some people might be so incensed when they find out about this in Maine that they say, you know what, like our last car was saying, he got angry at a, at a, uh, at a seller 
when he wasn't able to get $9 off $100 uh, coming back in cash. So he just canceled all of, all the transactions and asked for the credit card to be uh, restocked with the 100 bucks that had originally been spent on the, on right. the uh, card. Which they so did. He, yeah, and he stays away from these things. I think if the more people hear about this in Maine who might be of our philosophy, of the li- freedom philosophy, the liberty philosophy, they say, you know what? Heck with it. I'm not going to get any gift card if I know that the state could come up with some of this money if it's not spent. I'm going to give cash. And I'll bundle it in a card that says, you know, here's some cash for X, Y, or Z. Now, can you imagine, and it's, it's really the same philosophy applied to its absurdist ends. If the state were to say, well, you know, you directed that that money should be spent at such and such a place, and it's not, if it's not spent there within a certain amount of time, <laughs> we're going to take the money. Yeah, you know, essentially it, the same. Exactly. I, you know, I could wrap it up for my niece, give it to her to spend at Borders or wherever, and if she doesn't spend it on enough manga or anime or something like that, the state's going to come in and say, no, no, little girl, we're sorry, <laughs> we're going to take that cash from you right. and spend it on something else. I mean, it's just Don't so worry, stupid. we're helping the poor. Right. Right, but but of course we can make bad guys straw dogs out of these uh, corporations from out of state mm-hmm. because they're evil. It's just another person trying to make a buck off of somebody who wants a product, and the person who wants the product is going to make a transaction. If they know what they're doing, let them go ahead and do it. If they don't know what they're doing, it's their own fault. Well, of course, we would uh, prefer to see the government get the hell out of uh, taking anybody's money any old time, but it just seems like the, the longer it goes on, the more absurd it gets. I mean, yeah. they, who could have thought of this one? I, I mean, they really... I, I was blown away by this, That's great. Gardner. Awesome. Let's continue with your phone calls about anything and go to Mark in Indianapolis. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Gardner. Yes, you look up. Yes, sir. Hey. What's on your mind? Uh, I just want to bring up, uh, I heard you guys on uh, show earlier this week. You guys were interviewing Russell Means, or you were, Ian, I don't know if I'm... Um... That's correct. Russell Means, uh, American Indian libertarian activist, was on our program to talk about the Lakota Nation essentially pulling out from all of the treaties with the United States and sort of performing their own country. Right. It does sound kind of it's fascinating. I'm extremely supportive. I'm surprised I um, heard it on the news because, of course, I think the mainstream media will keep, you know, keep it on the last page of the uh, paper. But uh, it seems like uh, a lot involved. Now, I wonder how much the government's actually going to miss them, you know? That's a good question. I mean, that's a, I don't know because, I mean, the as government... As far as laws and programs and all that goes, you know, they love their power and they want control over as many people as possible. Unfortunately, not just our country, you know, other countries involved. And, uh, yeah, they do want to control as many people as possible, but they also want money. And if the Indians go away, at least if those, you know, that, uh, that, the Lakota Nation pulls out, then that's not going to lower their budget necessarily, I don't think. They're still going to have all that money coming in. It's just they'll get to buy some extra laptops and office chairs, I guess, instead. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, if other uh, people hear about this, whether, you know, it's a cultural movement like the Indian one out there, or, you know, some future secessionist movement or something like that, uh, they could be in real bad shape, real damage, you know? I'm, I'm sorry, who could be in bad shape? I missed that. The government, the federal government could. If people start realizing, you know, we're sick of all you guys' crap, we're sick of the taxes, regulations, tyranny in general, uh, you know, they, they, whether it's an Indian movement like that or a local movement, state, city, county, whatever, yeah. um, whatever movement, people just, you know, Gather together, you know, one place and say, okay, we're going to have our own local government here, and we're not going to, we don't want anything whatsoever with the federal government. Well, hey, that's, you are a man after my own heart, let me tell you, because I think that, uh, I hope that the Lakota Nation, and thank you for the call, Mark, good hearing from you, I think the Lakota Nation 
should be, uh, you know, sort of the bellwether of things to come. I yeah. hope it is just the tip of a secessionist kind of iceberg. Now, to be clear, they aren't seceding because they were never a state to begin with, so therefore they can't pull out of something they never, never entered into. But they are cutting the ties with the U.S. government, and they are declaring their sovereign, uh, their sovereignty, and they're saying, you know what, we have had it with your uh, your crap, your regulations, your gift card rules, all of your nonsense. Uh, we're we're pulling out, and I think that I would love to see more people follow. Follow that uh, that lead. I'd love to see you know Vermont and California, New Hampshire, all these these states that uh, have people that are upset with the way things are going. I think they're all over the country. Oh yeah. Pull out. Say goodbye. Because I can't believe, I don't believe for a moment that in this day and age, with the information age the way it is, how fast information travels, and and how concerned politicians as always are for you know the how they look if there's a popular movement for secession how could it fail today garter do you think yeah. they'd roll in tanks do you think it would be you know the 1800s all over again or would they let a state go if vermont or new hampshire decided to to secede from the union would it happen this time you know ian i think it would depend on the circumstances um uh, i could definitely see a violent outcome and um, uh, there's always the that fact, possibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite the fact that there are, there are media outlets everywhere to cover all sorts of things, um, I would think that it, nowadays it would there would be a, a possibility that it would end much more peacefully than what Lincoln did to the South. Uh, I, I think it, it would probably succeed. I well, think odds it would are good on that the to, size. Right now, odds are good that today, and I understand what happened with the Civil War. Is yeah. certainly you know they. It, the South did fire first, right? Yeah, so. but, but it's interesting if you read like Tom DiLorenzo's stuff on that. Uh, there were supposed to be some communiques that that went down to the South that were basically bogus that Lincoln sort of tricked them. Oh, really? Yeah, there was all sorts of stuff Lincoln did to manipulate it and got them stuck into having to fire first, essentially. Well, I think that today it'd be a different situation because uh, certainly the government doesn't have an interest in communicating very effectively, but we can communicate effectively and yeah. make ourselves heard. Yeah. And so. Well, Russell if, means is great. Right. Well, if it becomes a popular movement, if the idea of seceding becomes popularized, yeah. then there couldn't be anything they could do to stop it. Then at that point, you're going to see politicians jumping on the secession bandwagon because, you know, like the state politicians, if they feel, you know, they are, they put their finger, lick their finger, stick it up in the wind to see which way it's blowing and say, yeah, I agree with that. Hey, yeah. I've, yeah. I've always thought that, you know, that's <laughs> what politicians do because they just want to get reelected. And so the state politicians would still be playing that same game and they would i think there'd be some politicians that would get behind the idea if they felt that the popular winds were blowing that way yeah i think you're right i think it would be fascinating to watch and i would love to see something like that happen i remember when i was a kid i gave a speech called new hampshire should secede from the union did you yeah and it was actually just a joke speech but i talked about how we could all you know live independently and and i i won this speech contest for it and i'll never forget it was one of the greatest moments of, of my high school days the kids all lifted me up on their shoulders and carried me around the gymnasium it was great. Wow. It was really, That's really like something neat. out of a movie, yeah, man. It was, yeah, it was like something from some movie. It was just, <laughs> and I love all those guys. They're great guys. And, and uh, boy, you know, you mentioned Russell Means. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what I find is fascinating, you, you, through these, these non-traditional channels of communication, the Internet and so on, uh, what we have now are these ways to be able to get this info out and to get, get a lot more momentum than they could in the past. You know, and they can yeah. get that out there where people can find out the truth. They can go to YouTube. But they can go to these places where people have cameras. They can shoot these things. And we're getting more and more stories about police brutality where there are records, there are pictures, there are yep. tape recordings. And what's, what's fascinating is uh, all the people who are coming to New Hampshire with the Free State Project, I could see something, the, the uh, tribe actually offering an opportunity like that. 
if they could get sufficient land somehow, somewhere, of course, you know, they've been screwed by the federal government mm-hmm. so much, but if they could get some sort of property title recognized for a certain amount of land, imagine inviting all these people in who were anti-federal government, who weren't in the tribe, and say, hey, come on over, Well, that's what here. the Lakota Nation's doing They're out doing in, that. uh, that's in Montana and Wyoming oh, and man. South Dakota and North Dakota and Nebraska, so all it's not five just of those for states. The, for the tribe. Right. They've opened it up. They've said that if you live in these states and you want to join us, you can do it. You won't have to pay taxes, no driver's licensing, I mean, all kinds of great stuff. Good. I think we're going to keep an eye on this, Gardner. It's, right. it's exciting. More on the way. Hour 2 coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there are for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll talk the Amish, but we got to go to your phone calls first and talk to Becky calling from Keene, New Hampshire, listening on WKBK. Hey, Becky. Oh, you guys are so kind. What's on your mind tonight? Um, okay, as far as gift cards go, melt them all, I say, give me cash. I think and probably most most people would prefer cash. I, I, I really yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, one of my fiancés, aunt, actually gave her sister a box of money one year. Really? But anyway, yeah, that, that, that that's the kind of family I'm moving into. But Did anyway. she work for the Fed? No, but <laughs> right. she does a box like of a ones. federal agent sometimes. Yeah, right on. Too nosy for her own dang good. But anyway, yeah, yeah. as far as uh, our lovely neighbors to the north, my grandmother actually has to go two towns away now because her Medicare won't pay for her medicines from the clinic that she lives near. This is in Canada? No, it's in Maine. Oh, Maine. Maine. Oh, okay. My grandmother, my 75-year-old grandmother that's on oxygen, hmm. actually has to go two towns over to get her meds. Because of Medicaid yep. snafus and problems with the people that they're supposed to work with. Oh, nice. Now, now, how would this be different? I mean, if we got this, uh, again, this sort of uh, taking care of the elderly concept out of the hands of government and put it back in the hands of charities and voluntary organizations um, staffed by people who actually care instead of heart, heartless, cold, uh, cold bureaucrats, yeah. how would this be different? Because then they'd really want to help the lady, right? I mean, they'd want to help yeah. your grandmother, and they, they would uh, probably bend over backwards to make sure she could get the treatment she needed, and if not, they'd probably... Probably point her in the right direction, or or get her to the place where she needed to go. There's a real human they're face. they're making her bend over backwards and telling her where to put it. Oh yeah, it's the, it's, she's got bureaucratic problems. She's on probably if she can even stay on the phone that long. She's on the phone for 45 minutes to a half hour, waiting on hold to try to find somebody in an office to answer one of exactly. her questions, pressing buttons. It is you know it's the epitome. It's it's a personification and the epitome of the faceless state. You know you you pretty can't, much and. They're saying that you know pe- people in Maine are supposedly so hospitable and all this different stuff. That's their reputation, right. and yet they're sitting there giving my grandmother the runaround. And well, I'm sure people in Maine are hospitable. It's just that when those people become government bureaucrats, yeah. they lose their soul or something like yeah. that. Not that I believe in a soul. I don't know what that really means, but they certainly I was going to say I aren't as you human. Were an atheist. Yes, well, that's right. Go. 
They, uh, but, they certainly aren't as human uh, as they could it be. Really, you know, it reduces all of the incentives to have those real, true interpersonal connections because as much as people try to deny it, uh, the interpersonal connections are often based on some form of self-interest, either exactly. the satisfying feeling that you've helped somebody or, in some cases, and sometimes even more crass cases, the knowledge that if you've run into trouble sometime after you help somebody else, they will help you back. But now, Gardner, exactly. they're yeah. going to say, the supporters of the government uh, wealth redistribution programs are going to say to you that if we don't have these government programs, if we don't have this yeah. safety net, yeah. then some of these old people are going to fall through the cracks, and we need to have the government safety net there to help help keep them safe and, and sound. You know, well, honestly, maybe if we balanced our budget and kept our heads out of other people's business, maybe we would have enough resources to take care of well, our elderly. Well, you know, that's nice to think about, Becky, but... It, Really, even if they brought all the money home from Iraq and, you know, pulled all the troops out from around the world, which I want to see them do, they still wouldn't be able to spend that money effectively because they're government bureaucrats. Well, yeah, I'm I'm just, I mean, this is perfect world kind of scenario, but. Sure. Well, in a perfect world, uh, we wouldn't have government. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, Becky, you know, I think I think clearly uh, there's a great book I've mentioned on my program a few times called The Tragedy of American Compassion by uh, Marvin Olasky. My father-in-law is reading it. I'm getting it after he's done. There what you a go. coincidence. All right. Becky, thanks great. for the call tonight. Appreciate it. I actually it. have a quick yeah. question for you. Sure. How can I work with you on the show? Well, that's an I interesting... I have some radio experience. Not much, but a little bit. Uh, well, what you could do is uh, uh, send an email in. Uh, go to uh, and and you know we could certainly talk about that. Uh, I mean, one of the ways that we don't really have any o- open opportunities right now, but there's a there's a nice burgeoning freedom movement here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, which, of course, as you know, is where we do the show from. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all kinds of different things to get involved in out here. We, we're inviting people from around the country to come here and get active for liberty. Uh, and oh, yeah, I'm all about the Free State Project. Right, different ways yeah. to people are doing that. Uh, of course, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's everything from our show to, to this great c- uh, cable television channel that we have in the area that, yep. again, many people are, are producing shows for. So what I would do is just uh, send me an email at ian at freetalklive.com, and uh, okay. we'll see how we can get you involved. I can't guarantee anything because, as you might imagine, I get emails from people all the time saying, hey, I'd love to move to Keene and get involved with you. I'd love to be an intern. So, you know, there's certainly a number of people that would, would like to do that. Yeah. I can't make any promises, but we can certainly uh, get you involved in something. Yeah. I know there's something out there. That and, you Becky, you know, in. if you've got a gift card, then what you – no, maybe not. Um, <laughs> if I have a gift card, I'll get the money back and put it in the Ron Paul's campaign. All right. And I was going to say, Becky, also, uh, there there might be – I was just thinking there might be something where uh, we may be – Coming to the Keene area with our show sometime. I'm That's not your exactly show, sure. Gardner Goldsmith yeah. and Against the Grain, which yeah, and, I don't think we should talk about right now. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't that's, get that's into hush, oh, hush. Why not? It sounds so interesting. We can't let that count out of the bag. I, I, I mean, you know, he was already doing his uh, Boris Karloff as the Grinch voice. I mean, come on. <laughs> what, oh, you, what you can do right now and what anybody can do around the country that's listening to this show on a radio station that only carries the Saturday show, and WKBK and Keene is one of those stations, yep. is to call the programmer, uh, program director during the week, during business hours, or the general manager, either one, and uh, talk to him, tell him that you like Free Talk Live, you're glad they're carrying the show, and you'd like to uh, have them go six nights a week. Becky, yeah, thanks for the call. Good luck getting through to that Look to forward that, uh, to hearing from you again. Thank you. 800-259-9231. If you can't get through, it's no big deal. Leave them a message. Yeah. And if they don't get back to you, I had a listener uh, email me today saying he's left a, a message a few times for guys. Whoa, you don't want to jump down these guys' throat. You don't want to, you know, spam their email box or anything like that. Just send them a friendly message, and then, you know, a few months down the line, if they haven't gotten back to you, because they get calls from all over the place, all day long. And 
and you know some messages some days they just sometimes they're really nasty they probably don't they even want to check their messages yeah. so you know just leave them a message or send them an email if they don't if you don't hear from them it's no big deal they heard what you had to say and that's what's important so 800-259-9231 you know since she mentioned the uh the healthcare thing we should probably talk a little more about that yeah. well, let's go yeah. first to John in New Hampshire uh John you're on free talk live in Salem hello there Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your hey, mind tonight? I want to let the folks know about my uh, Ron Paul sign rescue and recovery program that I'm doing. Okay. And uh, I know I mentioned it on the air before, but it's funny. Uh, somebody contacted me by the uh, Internet and said they've never heard of anything like this before, where I'm going around finding signs that are blown down or plowed under by uh, uh, the side of the road and uh, straightening them out and recovering them, cleaning them up, and doing that sort of stuff. I've done it before uh, with local candidates, state rep candidates, and now I'm doing it for the first time with uh, Ron Paul. That's neat. I think it's great because some people, you know, they I, I think they plant the signs and don't really think very much about them after they put them in the ground, but it, they really need to do uh, have some tending done to them uh, to make sure that, A, they haven't been stolen, uh, B, they haven't been vandalized or mutilated in some way, and uh, that, you know, or in our case in New Hampshire, that they haven't been covered up by snow. Uh, so that's what you're doing. You're just sort of, you volunteered yourself for this task, and I'm sure the Ron Paul campaign really appreciates it, John. Well, I'm kind of thinking that if people took the time and money and effort to go out and do that, then, uh, you know, I should take the time and effort and money. I, I can't expect them to all be tending all of the signs. Sure. What the heck else am I doing? I had an interesting experience today. Hmm. It's the first time that I found some that were very, very clearly uh, removed from the side of the road oh, yeah. and thrown into a ditch oh. where they couldn't be seen from the road. But I guess the people that throw them in the ditch don't expect there'll be somebody climbing on the snowbank yeah. looking around to recover and rescue signs. Hey, you want a funny story? I don't know if you ever heard about this one, but in politics uh, a couple of years ago, they had a, a, a situation where a Democrat operative who was here from Indiana and staying with the head of the Democrat Party, a woman named Kathy Sullivan, was followed by some Republican operatives with a camera as he was going around picking up signs from his competition, putting them in his car, wow. and they followed Busted. him. Yeah, they followed him straight to the home of this woman who heads the Democrat Party. Oh with my the signs. goodness! Now, John. The, other, the other day, Ian, yes. you asked me if I if anybody told me to do this, and uh, what I'm going to do is make my my next. Uh, video on this up on the YouTube. Cool. Call us when that goes out, my man. We're out of time, but thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Healthcare in Canada. It's not so great. We'll talk about it coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And guard. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, features include the archive, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and get them online for free. FreeTalkLive.com. Yeah. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November 14th. All of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to LibertyDollar.org and sign up for their updates. Register for the lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. Go to LibertyDollar.org. 
800-259-9231. Uh, as always, you bring up what you want. We go across the pond to Ziggy in the U.K. All right, Ziggy. Ziggy, yeah, you're on I with the guard. Hey there. Hey. Um, right, I've got a marijuana story for you, but before I do that, I've got a question for God. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hyman, fascist or libertarian? Uh, Robert E. Heinlein? Yep. Uh, sort of a weird combination of things. Uh, it's, it's strange. Uh, you read some of his books, and he seems like he's sort of a pro-military fascist. You read others of his books, and he seems like he's a uh, sort of an anarchist. Yeah. One one thing, though, um, I think he's constant throughout his books is that he's an atheist. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. You know, stranger in a strange land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. It's, it's interesting you should bring that up. I was just thinking about Heinlein a little while ago, and... Uh, and he he's a strange combination of things, you know. Starship Troopers is very much a uh, a pro military uh, book, and a yeah. lot of people. In fact, the movie turned it into sort of a mocking thing about the military, which is not what the book was at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I have read the book, and it, it, it is sort of a debate about the individual and society. Yeah, you know what's a really really good uh, pro individualist book, and it really cuts down on on utilitarianism in in a certain way. Is uh, the lathe of heaven? That's an excellent one. I love that one. Is that Heinlein? Uh, that's uh, Ursula K. Le Guin. Yeah. Very so, Ziggy, what's the pot story? Anyways, yeah, I, I started off using pot twenty years ago recreationally. Okay, most kids do, right? How old were you? Did you say twenty years I, ago? How old were you at the time? I was about fourteen. Okay, you know, um, and but at the old, but now I'm having to use it medically. Really? I suffer from cerebral palsy in my left side. Oh, oh dear. And you, when you're born with cerebral palsy, your muscles are tight, and as you get older, your muscles get tighter. Mm. Anyway, yeah. you know, the older you get, now I'm getting to my mid thirties, and it's you know causing me severe cramp. And basically, I refuse to take stuff like the diazepam because that has some very nasty side effects and could cause you some serious respiratory problems later oh boy. in life. I believe you. And marijuana. Um, you know, the independent research says it's mostly harmless. Of course, the government-sponsored research, oh, it causes uh, psychosis, you know, it, it, yeah. it causes schizophrenia. You'll grow breasts. Else. Right. You so um, when, and, did you, and, but, when did you realize it was helpful for you, Ziggy? I, I learned actually quite early on that it was actually quite good for depression. You know, I was on antidepressants when I was a teenager. Right. Now, what's interesting is the government claims that marijuana encourages depression. Um, uh, you say no. Then. Um, that's crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, my, uh, that's what my girlfriend Julia was saying on the air the other night when we uh, did the Christmas Day show. She was talking about how uh, she's definitely found that it, it helps alleviate that problem as well. Yeah, and also, also, I'll tell you, antidepressants actually make you more depressed because they make you groggy. They make you what? Groggy. Groggy. Morning. Oh, the antidepressant well, things? I know yeah, that my... Yeah, um, like hungover. Well, I know that one of my former... Uh, the former co-hosts on this show from back in the very beginning, Mike, was on antidepressants, and he quit taking them because he was more depressed as a result of him putting himself putting on weight. Uh, he was breaking yep. out all over his back, mm. and uh, mm. his sex drive was gone. So, yep. like, how is that supposed to make you feel better? Make me feel bad about myself and unattractive to others. Right. Hey, that but, helps. I have to actually say they actually did this. This this is this is hilarious. They put me on a sleeping pill um, called Zimavane, uh-huh. um, but I never could get sleep on it because one of the side effects of Zimavane was that it made your leg leg twitch. Oh, your no. leg was twitching all night. Oh. <laughs> you know, well. it's, it's stupid. However, my my own doctor, though she can't endorse what I'm doing, right? 
she'll she, get in trouble. She does sympathise. Yeah. Sure. You know, she has many. You know, she has uh, uh, MS sufferers on a, uh, you know as, as clients and mm-hmm. um, patients. Sorry, and basically, you know, she 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 perfectly understands. And I remember um, that re- uh, that story you brought up um, from the BBC um, about cancer. It can prevent the growth of cancer. Yeah. Yes. She said yes. She heard, heard it and she believes it. Well, it's, of course. I mean, many doctors are, are humane individuals who actually care about the people yeah, they take care of, stra- unlike and bureaucrats. How, and isn't it strange how all the Republican candidates, apart from Ron Paul, you know, what, don't, aren't in favor of medical marijuana, yet Ron Paul, the medical doctor, the guy who should know, is right in favor. Point. Yeah, I love the videos, too, where they've cornered the Republican candidates, and they've cornered the Democrats, but they're better on the issue, so it's not as outrageous. Oh, yeah. But they've cornered the, the Republican yeah. candidates the, with a guy in a wheelchair with MS who's basically saying, hey, are you going to put me in jail? And just watching the Republicans either ignore him or be rude to him or yeah, wasn't just... It, wasn't, wasn't it Mick Romney who said, yeah. I answered that question? Yep, yeah. and he walked away from the guy yeah. in a wheelchair. It was just talk despicable. About being, talk about being compassionate. I mean, the, the, the trouble is you get, you get people who are, say they're compassionate in this country, and then you say, well, what do you think about medical marijuana? Oh, no, we can't, make, we can't have that. What if the kids get hold of it? Uh, uh, so, well, what if? The fact is the kids have gotten hold of it, and, exactly. uh, and, the, and the other fact is that in, uh, in areas like the Netherlands, where it's been semi-re-legalized, yep. the, the usage times. rates are drastically lower amongst teens. It's half The, yeah, the usage I, rates I, are I, half I, of what they are in France, uh, in the Netherlands. I pointed that out to someone the other day, and they said, oh, don't compare Britain to Holland. And I went, well, they're right next door to each other. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's true. You could make the point that it is apples to oranges, different country, different people, all that. But uh, but still, I mean, those numbers are tr- really hard you, to ignore. You, you should check something out in Australia. Get this. Yeah. Marijuana is legal in one place in Australia. Okay. You mean um, like... You can grow your own. Oh, okay. The Australian Capital Territory. That's where their parliament is. Isn't that weird? Are you serious? What a coincidence. I so, was told this by an Australian. So the one place in Australia that's exempt from the marijuana laws is the, the uh, like the their capital. D.C., basically. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So, Ziggy, I, I, real quick I, here, I, I, I want to know. I don't know if this is for a fact, but an Australian did tell me. They said it's not legal, legal, but you can, grow, you can basically grow your own. So back to you, Ziggy, the cerebral palsy... Um, it, it the the smoking the marijuana or do you do you smoke it? What's your preferred method? I smoke it because I smoke cigarettes anyway. So okay, right. so smoking yeah. the marijuana, how fast does it affect you? What sort of uh, what sort well, of relief been, do you get? We've been about half an hour. Hmm? We've been about half an hour. Yeah. Wow! And then what happens? How how, how much better I, but it do you just, feel? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a muscle relaxant. Yeah. Well, there's a you woman know? on uh, a there's a great Showtime special called In Pot We Trust. And Ziggy, thanks for the call tonight, man. Uh, this great Showtime special, highly recommended. In Pot We Trust, they actually have a woman who has palsy and she has trouble um, speaking because of it. Yeah. And literally, it wasn't a half an hour for her. So they show she, her using it. And then, yes. Yeah. Yes, they show her and her condition and how bad it is. And then after, I tell you, no more than two hits off of a little bowl, she is speaking. Almost completely normally again, whereas she was stuttering all over the place, and it's just a totally different person two hits later as far as her health condition was concerned. It's just amazing how helpful this can be for people. But government says you can't do that. No way. I got some thoughts for reading on the other side. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. In fact, the very last Saturday edition of 2007. And Gardner Goldsmith, it's great having you here uh, as always, sitting Thanks. in for Mark. And by the way, people can visit you online at libertyconspiracy.com. And you're an author as well. You just came out with your uh, your very f- your first book. Yeah. yeah your first book. Uh, it's a big book. Yeah, it's called it's Live Free or Die. Yeah. And what's it about? Uh, it's a collection of essays on economics, free market economics, uh, individual liberty, and uh, history. And um, in addition to that, I also included uh, pieces that my father had written. He was sort of a proto-libertarian, mm-hmm. and uh, throughout the years between World War II and the time he died in 2003, my dad, who was just one of the most outstanding people I've ever known, uh, used to write down these various aphorisms by people that he thought were very wise, uh, Aristotle, Jefferson, Bastiat, Hayek, von Mises, uh, whoever it might be, and he would write his own. So when uh, there was something that fit the particular subject or chapter uh, I was covering, whether it be uh, government schooling problems, whether it be free market money, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, uh, I would include an essay, uh, not an essay, but an aphorism by my father. And uh, so my dad's pieces introduce each one of mine. And then there were short cool. stories and uh, a script that I never had developed when I was out uh, working on television. Great. So and you go. can get it at Amazon.freetalklive.com. It's Gardner Goldsmith, Live Free or Die. Highly recommended. Oh, oh, and also this coming Thursday, right? The Liberty Forum. In fact, great excuse to talk about the Liberty Forum because we're going to have to do it tonight anyway. Uh, Highly recommend people check this out. You've only got a few more days left to get involved here, but you you don't want to miss it if uh, if at all possible. Get there. Uh, The New Hampshire primary, of course, is the first true open primary in the nation. National media will be swarming to cover it. The 2008 New Hampshire Liberty Forum will finish just two days before the polls open. And Dr. Ron Paul is going to be the closing speaker. The majority of New Hampshire residents are undeclared and undecided. The most important presidential election in living memory hangs in the balance. Where will you be? I know where we're going to be. Uh, register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can get a discount of 10% by using the code 2008FTL. That's 2008FTL for a sa- uh, savings of 10%. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting from the Liberty Forum all three nights. Now... It's really only uh, there's really only a lot going on on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but there's a few things happening on Thursday, so we're going to come out early for that. And one of the most exciting things happening on Thursday, probably the event on Thursday, is going to be the uh, SACL CAI book signing, where uh, none only than Gardner Goldsmith will be featured, and I believe you're going to be uh, sitting next to or very nearby F. Paul Wilson uh, as well. Yes, and who I, else is going to be there? Wait. I don't know. I, well, I don't even know who all the other authors are going to be. I, I think it's going to be sort of a social event too at the oh, same time, where people are going to be milling around, around and sit down and talk. We'll be autographing the books, and Paul's going to be there. And, and if people aren't familiar with F. Paul Wilson, if they didn't hear him on your show, or if they haven't heard him on my show or read mm-hmm. any of his books. You gotta check out the stuff by F. Paul Wilson. He, uh, Wilson, he is just a great libertarian writer. And uh, when I autograph my books, I'm gonna be autographing and go, dude, I can't believe I'm sitting next to F. Paul Wilson, guarding Goldsmith. Here you go. You know, that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. It's just gonna be great. It's it's gonna be such a blast. And and Paul's a nice guy. I go down to a convention each year in uh, Rhode Island. It's a horror writers convention, and he's always just such a star. He's a witty guy, and he's gonna be there all weekend. But that Thursday night is great. And we gotta remind folks right. that. 
There's um, a contest. Yeah, yeah. The folks at SACL have just, just folks, definitely remember SACL and spread the word about SACL CAI and what they do. We'll talk but, about them in a little yeah, while. Yeah, the folks at SACL CAI have gotten together. They're the ones sponsoring this Writer's Night on Thursday the 3rd in Nashua at the Liberty Forum. And in addition to us being there, autographing the books and talking about ideas, I have short stories. Paul will be talking about his stories. We'll talk politics, all sorts of things. But in addition to sort of commiserating with each other and finding kindred spirits, there's a contest whereby if you buy a copy of my book, get it through Amazon.com, you can still get it shipped out before the event. Or and you, you'll have a few with you, oh, right? Yeah, I'm going to have, uh, I think I'll have about, I think, 40 copies I think I have okay. total that I can sell. So um, we're going to be selling them there. If you get it, if you buy one and get it autographed there, you'll be in the running, thanks to Jason and the gang at Seiko, for a special one-of-a-kind iPod, which is engraved for the occasion. It has the Free Talk Live logo on it, I believe. I, that's what I understand, yeah. and I believe it's also loaded with Free yes. Talk Live archives. I think he's going to put some uh, Gardner Goldsmith uh, Against the Grain archives on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, I know he's including a uh, copy of my new audio book that oh, I've done, The Market, the for, Market Liberty, for Liberty, in Excellent. high-quality format. So that's that'll be on great. there as well. So you'll be preloaded with all kinds of good stuff. And I've been sending Jason over the past couple of days numerous of our skits, and there are going to be probably at least nine or ten of the skits oh, that cool. we've done on our show, including my run for president where I had ads against <laughs> myself. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, what is it? I, uh, I'm Gardner Goldsmith, and I approve this message, <laughs> even though it's, like, down on me. It's It's great. It's funny. And it's going to be awesome. And there's also going to be music on there, too. So if you get the book, get it signed. If you're at the But Liberty you have Forum, to be there Thursday night to get be into there the contest. Thursday night. You can't show up Friday and say, I want to get in, right. get in the contest. Right. I don't Thursday think, I think it's Thursday night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, so once again, that's Liberty, the Liberty Forum. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. We go to your phone calls and talk to David in Montana listening on KGEZ. David, you're on with Ian and Gardner. Hey, yo. Long live free tour. Hey, David. Hey. What's on your mind? Uh... On my mind right now is a nice foot of fresh powder and 16 degrees, man, here in Montana. 16? Right. Wow, it's po- positively balmy here in New Hampshire at 34, I think. Yeah, but 16 is just perfect for the kind of powder we got right now. That's good. Do you have anything it's to talk about? Good skiing. I'm a ski bum, so. Excellent. Hey, uh, yeah, I want to talk about two things real quick. Sure. For the medical system thing and uh, the marijuana thing and... Uh, here in Montana, last election, we uh, passed uh, the medical marijuana Excellent. card. I got like 370 uh, signatures. We needed like 20,000, right? Right. I stood in front of the post office for weeks and uh, I asked a 1,000 people. And most people would sign it, but three-quarters, uh, two-thirds of them wouldn't sign it really? because they just bought a house. They got a kid. They got. They just have a new job. They well, don't what's want, that have anything to do with anything? They were afraid of putting their name on a piece oh, of my paper gosh. in America. And I tell them, man, you live in America. This is your First Amendment right. You know, the, the paper that you were having them sign was a, a petition to get right, a question right. on the ballot. They didn't even it wasn't an endorsement. That. They were scared. Right. No, I'm, what, this is what I'm getting at. So it went, we got the 20,000, it went on the, the, the vote, and 68% of voters showed up. 63% of them, 68, voted for the legalization of marijuana. Good. So if they're Ron not identified... Paul is not pushing this uh, topic at all, and he should be, because there is... 
so many people that use marijuana clandestine oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. will not even admit it to the people that they buy it from. <laughs> and and only because they're scared sure. crap of their government. Yeah. Well, you and know, Ron Paul, is he's a good candidate, but he's no Harry he's Brown. He's afraid you know? to push it because of of the the ridicule he'll get and 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 well he answers it, honestly when he's asked i mean he well, certainly they're, they're doesn't back down from the question right now because he speaks such truth and that's all they could do to the truth is ridicule it yeah. and that that brings me to the the medical care sure. to truth and ridicule right that, the the cost of medical care is ridiculing us as human beings we the, nobody ever caught, talks about the problem is we do not get paid enough to access medical care. That's not on the problem. The, the problem it's a is form Dave of class division. It's well, the a medical form of the medical control. care is way too expensive. You're right about that. But the problem isn't that we don't get paid enough. The problem is that it's too expensive. And the reason why it's too expensive, whereas you know you can go out and buy a laptop for three hundred bucks, whereas that would have cost you three thousand ten no, years no, ago. No. Now, now, Dave, the reason why is because of Only government meddling. That you need to live that could control your life is very expensive. You have to go into debt for your whole life to buy a house. You have to go in debt for 10 years to get a car. You have to go in debt to uh, see a dentist. You have to go in debt to see the doctor or become a slave to a company that will allow you access to that kind of care. Food is cheap. We all die if we don't have food. Because well, the reason food is cheap, Dave, and we can huh? talk more about this here in moments, and thank you for the call. The reason food is cheap is because there's real, full-on market competition going there, even though there are some farm subsidies. We'll come back with more health care. Your uh, calls as well about whatever you want. 800-259-9231, as usual. It's the government that's the culprit. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. The live Saturday edition, it's Ian here with you. Angar. The Sankel CAI toll-free line is 800-259-9231. Once again, that's 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, go shopping at our store. In fact, if you shop at the Free Talk Live store within the next few days, before the end of the year, we will send, if you add a Free free Talk Live t-shirt to your shopping cart and check out, as long as your order includes at least one t-shirt, we'll send $10 to the Ron Paul campaign. So it's a great way to have an, an extra excuse to go and buy some great Free Talk Live gear like our hats and shirts and we've got uh, DVD classic uh, archive collector sets and more Free Marketeer merchandise as well. By the way, the Free Marketeer t-shirt also counts uh, for the $10. So any t-shirt, 10 bucks will be sent to the Ron Paul campaign from now to the end of the year. So limited time offer store.freetalklive.com Get your shopping done. That's store.freetalklive.com Briefly, we should go into uh, the, the issue that Dave brought up a few From moments Montana, ago. Right. Uh, he's concerned about the cost of health care, and rightly so. Sure. Every American should be concerned about this, because if you look at the health care industry, you look at the costs... You'll see something that's drastically different from Why? many yeah. other industries. You know, he mentioned that food is really, really cheap, and yeah. for the most part, it is. It's going up because of inflation, but yeah. you know, otherwise, but still relatively exactly. affordable. Productivity gains if we could cut out inflation on all sorts of other products, almost every other product where uh, the free market is involved. 
you see great productivity gains leading to decreased prices. Yeah, usually uh, you pay the same amount and get better uh, quality or you get more for your money. And that's usually how the marketplace works when right. it's free to compete, when people are free to offer uh, new innovative ideas on the marketplace without having to beg government for permission. But in the medical in- industry, these guys can't make a move without governmental approval. And fifty over 50% of the dollars in the medical industry are controlled by governments. So they're constantly chasing after after this government money, uh, the, you know, the Medicare money, and, and that means that they have to fill out all kinds of government paperwork and jump through hoops, and all that costs money. I mean, it costs money to hire office staff, literally, to spend 100% of their day, believe it, they do it. They spend 100% of their day filling out government uh, insurance paperwork or government Medicare paperwork. That increases the prices for everybody. And then there's the FDA with all of its yeah. re- regulations and billions of dollars in costs added into the price of prescription medications. So it's no wonder that uh, health care keeps getting more and more expensive. As the government continues to get more involved, that's what you're going to see. And, of course, the government tax policies have shifted people over into a third-party payment system where rather than, you know, a lot of people look at the idea of actually paying directly for a regular doctor's visit as being completely alien to them. They think that that, well, how could it be possible? We've never had that. I pay my insurance company and I go to the doctor and then I pay my copay and the insurance company pays the rest. But um, that that really has come about not so much because of market demand, mm-hmm. but instead it's come about because in the 1930s, when Roosevelt took over and during World War II, they, they installed wage and price controls on businesses. The businesses, in order to attract good customers, started to offer non-monetary compensation, which was oftentimes in the form of health insurance. Sure. So uh, throughout the 50s, during that idyllic time of Ozzie and Harriet and all that and so on and so forth, people became accustomed to the, to the idea that they could get health insurance from their businesses. And then in the 1970s, early 1970s, Ted Kennedy introduced a federal law, again, patently unconstitutional, but it passed nonetheless, sure. and Nixon allowed it to become law, which uh, gave a tax break to the companies that had, I think it was something like uh, 50 or more em- uh, employees who got insurance for their employees. So giving them an incentive to buy their employees' right. insurance. So exactly. And the employee... Which made it so the employee continued to expect these yeah. sorts of things from their employers. Exactly. And the employee can't write off his own if he does buy it on himself. So it's in his best interest, actually. He'll be paying relatively less if he lets the, the business take a certain amount from his paycheck and get it for him because mm-hmm. they're getting it tax-free. So that skewed it even more towards these HMOs, which then come up with policy decisions, make people very dissatisfied because they're trying to cut costs. But then they're screwed because they're already in the system and they feel like, especially if they're sick, uh, if they've got a job, they they feel like they're trapped there because right. if they, they leave their job, on. What they, they can't take do? it with them. You got it. You got it exactly. And then that leads people to, unfortunately, they complain to the government. And then you get these uh, Insurance Portability Act, the, the, mm-hmm. the uh, Health Insurance Portability so Act. So it's government fixing the, the, trying to fix the problems that they that created, they cause. which exactly. is how it always works with exactly. government, and it always ends up just creating more and more problems. Right, right. And it Precisely. costs everybody. Precisely. Now, if, if individuals were to be spending their own money and had their own money left over rather than having the government uh, it sort of push them towards getting insurance through their company or something like that, by getting it through their company, by having the third-party system uh, so prevalent, it prompts people to overutilize the system, to use it more often. Then, of course, you have the government getting involved with uh, with uh, welfare benefits, Social Security, I mean, uh, Medicare and Medicaid for people who are, are indigent and things like that. And those costs 
are not fully paid, the, the cost of what the doctors should be able to charge, right. I mean, it's a health and then ins- we have to pay for it all ourselves because they're shifted by by the private industry onto us. Right, you're talking about how they over overutilize. Yeah. I mean, if, if a health insurance program paid for your tissues, people would use the insurance money to pay for tissues, and it. and that's how the sort of the mentality is. You right. know, I want to take whatever I can get from this. And that's right, just right. not, it's not healthy so, because they aren't drives, shopping around. Right. So, so as he was discussing over Montenegro, he made a great point about the medical marijuana and the freedom for that. If you could get medical marijuana out there and it wasn't illegal, it would be a lot cheaper to be able to grow it. You could grow it free in your stinking backyard. You yep. just pay for the seeds or whatever. But it's the same sort of thing, just one step removed. If you allow for doctors and allow for insurance companies to deal directly with the clients rather than getting the businesses involved, getting the corporations involved, getting the government involved with shifting costs, regulating what choices there are, all of a sudden you have a marketplace that responds. Stossel, John Stossel, yes, has made great up. points. Yeah, what's laser it, what's eye surgery. Sick in, sick in America, I believe. Yeah, sick what in America, called. great point. Uh, yeah. yeah, because he was talking about, of course, LASIK's a perfect example of it's it's not covered by insurance, so therefore it's not people as... People pay uh, out of pocket. People are shopping around. They do call different LASIK centers and get prices, and that helps keep costs down because yeah. they're competing on the basis of price and service and quality and all that. But also, I think Stossel pointed out the little um, mini mini shops that are opening up uh, in malls and that sort of yeah, thing, and, and Walmarts, Walmarts yeah. where you can go and get a, you know, get a checkup, you can go and get a prescription, you can go and get certain types of services uh, that they don't take Medicare, so they don't have all that overhead, they don't have to pay for those uh, paperwork filers, and they can really offer these services at a low cost. So that's a good development, and, and it's coming out of the marketplace, yeah. trying to wind its way around all this governmental regulation. Without the governmental regulations in, in the way, we would have a whole lot more health freedom, and we'd have a whole lot lower prices and better service. We should go to the phone calls and talk to Tim in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Tim. Tim in Indy. Hey, hey, what's going on? I hey. love you guys' show. What's on your mind? Uh, this isn't really so much about the medical marijuana, but uh, just kind of a comment, question, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm a teacher, and uh, my roommate smokes pot. Okay. Um, you know, doesn't bother me. I I smoked in high school, whatever, whatever, sure. college. Um, but now that I'm a teacher, you know, it's just kind of a joke that if the cops wanted to come and bust bust in the door, that you know my name would be all over. If they wanted to be uh, hard asses about, that they could maybe try to charge me. And I'm not doing anything wrong. He's a productive citizen. You know, he smokes pot. He likes it. Are you yeah. both but, renters? Uh, uh, no. Are, house. Are you the owner? He is. Okay, he's the owner, and uh, you're just a renter. Uh, could you claim well, you didn't yeah. know? Do what? Could you claim you didn't know about it? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it would depend on the situation. I mean, I've I've heard other horror stories before where, you know, they can try to say that because I live there and charge me or whatever. But Odds are against that happening, but if you were uh, the owner of the home, then you'd be in a precarious situation. There have been stories yeah. where homeowners have had their houses taken by the police because a renter had been you know, growing some marijuana or something like right. that. So as a renter and he being the homeowner, I don't think yeah. you have too much to be concerned about, but I certainly understand where you're coming from. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm held up to a higher standard being a teacher, and, uh, you know, whatever, that's fine. And uh, but it, just, it doesn't bother me that he smokes pot, you know, that's fine. But I could just I could just see this issue happening, and then, you know, if my school wanted to get involved or whatever. So, I mean, I, I, I know I listen to you guys, and I enjoy your show, and I listen to you guys talk about the marijuana laws, and I totally agree with what you guys say that, you know, I mean, I, it's just, it would be a shame for 
if something like that did happen. And he's not dealing out of this house, is he? Do what? He's not dealing, is he? No. Okay. No, hey, you don't really have much to be concerned about. Yeah, it's very, never heard of a it's very like unusual that. to have the police raid someone's home over a dime bag or something like that. So as, as oh, long yeah, as there's exactly. no traffic it's, it's, going in and out of the house or any reason yeah. for the police to come there, it's his house. So I would say you're, you're pretty safe, and I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But but nonetheless, you know, your concerns echo what many concern people uh, concerns are across the nation, and that is that oh my goodness, you know, if, if someone finds out at work that you know my husband or wife or a coworker or whoever smokes marijuana, then I might get labeled, and that could be bad for me. And, you know, what we need to get to the point of in this country, and thank you for the call, Tim, and the story, what we need to get to the point of is where marijuana smokers from across the spectrum come out of the closet. Can you imagine if Tim tried to teach his kids, hey, you know what, this is a totally totally consensual thing, it shouldn't be illegal? Well, he'd be in trouble, huh? More on the way. Hour 3's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition, launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Gar. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free. The toll-free line brought to you by SACL CAI. Again, our website is freetalklive.com, so get interactive with us there. By the way, it is the last Saturday of 2007. Uh, that proves that we're actually here live. I think some people are out there thinking, oh, everybody's pre-recorded this week. Not us. Yeah. We're here with you because you're there listening. That's why. Uh, so don't forget to, uh, again, get on the phone, bring up anything. In fact, speaking of phone calls, we go right to them, talk to Tom in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Gard. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Great, Good, Tom, Tom. What's on your mind? I just wanted to ask a question about our favorite candidate, Ron Paul. Okay. Yeah. Right, so I was on the internet today, and I didn't have time to look into this too thoroughly, but I saw a headline that said something about Ron Paul opposes evolution. I was wondering if you know anything about that. I've heard something. I haven't really looked into it necessarily, but I know the guy's a Baptist, so, I mean, it makes sense, right? It does make sense, and what I wonder is if, you know, perhaps he's abusing pomp and circumstance just to get Mark to take off his shirt. You know, it's you know? a fine question. I, I'm not sure how to address it, but thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. They always get me with that. I don't know I like where to go that. with that one. That's, like, that's, okay. That's, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Someday Mark will take off his shirt. And, he will. He, they almost had him, by the way. There yeah. was uh, a point at which the uh, people, the those who are in favor of Mark removing his shirt, had gotten together and they'd offered, they'd said... What we want to do is raise money for Ron Paul's campaign. If we raise the thousand bucks, will you take off your shirt? He said yes. They got the th- the thousand dollars in pledges, but the actual money never uh, came all the way through. Geez, I think they got like to seven hundred something, uh, and it capped off. Uh, so it would have happened. I mean, it could have. Then they would have had to figure something else out for to a say. good cause, though. For a good cause. Yeah, exactly. Now with the uh, with the Ron Paul thing and the evolution. Seems to be a non-issue to me, because Ron Paul, 
Uh, he doesn't believe in state education. He doesn't think the government should be in charge of education. Now, of course, his position as president, as a presidential candidate, is we need to get the you know the federal government out of education and leave it to the states. Right. Just because he's saying that doesn't mean he believes the state government should do it either. Right. That's just his position right. as a presidential candidate. He would candidate. uphold the Constitution. The Constitution allows for the states not to do education if they want to, based on their own constitution. And I think that he understands, as a as a relatively free market kind of guy, that it would be an awful idea to have. Even the state government's uh, doing yeah, doing education. So if the government isn't involved in education, then it doesn't matter what religion uh, or what belief systems the politicians have because they can't use the state system to impose it on everybody else. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't believe in uh, the Jesus story or any of that stuff. But at the same time, you know, is evolution a fact? I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. All I know is I'm here now. I'm sucking air right now, and I'm going to enjoy my life. That's what I'm concerned with, not how we That's got here. That's an awesome attitude. So well, let's continue with your right. phone calls and talk to Larry in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Larry. How you doing, Mark and Ann? Mark's not here, but Gardner Goldsmith is with well, us. Gardner, but hey, I'll take my shirt you. off anytime. <laughs> All right, I'll do that. But let me tell you this. All the conversation that we're having this evening, the one thing that we have, which this system is based on, is one vote. If we don't have the sense enough to get ourselves collectively together, especially where Congress is, is concerned, every two years, that's why they only let them have two years. If we don't organize our local people enough to get our vote together and get people to vote the right way, then we deserve whatever we get, and there's no use in complaining because once you let those devils in there, they can have their own agenda, they can do anything they want to do to you, and you're not going to be able to do anything. In Indianapolis, we had a mayor that was racketeering, doing everything dirty and deceitful. He could. We got together. We voted him out. And now you've got another one. We're going to no, but this is a man that is just new to politics, and we feel like it won't take him long, Larry. It won't take him long. We're going to vote out. Well, at least he won't have his system set up after eight years. Yeah, okay. We're going to vote the governor out too. So uh, our vote, one vote, is, is what we have, and everybody's equal in that aspect. So we need to get stop belly aching. And organize the vote. I think that that's a great thing to say, and I think that it's it's important. And I don't think people should ignore their vote. I think there are some people out there that say that voting is immoral and it's wrong to participate in the system because you're giving it, you know, you're helping perpetuate its yeah. its oral legitimacy. legitimacy. Yeah. Uh, I used but, to think that. I used to think that too. And I'm, you know, I'm 51 years old, and I voted for the first time, and wow. it was so 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 pleasurable. It's so easy to do. Right. But if you do not vote, that is what this system is based on. I don't care how you feel about it. You have to vote. And that's. I'm with system, you, Larry. I'm absolutely with you. Under when you vote. Thank you for the call tonight, sir. I'm uh, totally yeah. in agreement and, there. And, Larry, you're talking to two guys who don't believe in the uh, philosophical. Uh, efficacy of government in any way whatsoever. It's it's right. not not uh, supportable. But uh, given the system in which we have to live, it's uh, in our benefit to try to vote and try to change it. And and of course, uh, you're up against a real stacked deck. And I really like his attitude. That yeah. energy is is just awesome. Because uh, Ian, as you know, you know when you're when you're a person who's sort of attuned to these sorts of problems and see this every day with government. You can become very discouraged. It sure. takes a guy like uh, Ron Paul and yeah, meeting friends like you guys and having places like this, like Free Talk Live, where people can come and get together like this. 
that really offers you an opportunity to get re-energized so you don't lose that enthusiasm. Being around like-minded individuals is absolutely critical, and doing what Larry suggested is important, though I want to point out that I don't think that's where it should end. I don't think that, yes, you do have one vote, and you should use it to vote against somebody who's just an awful... I mean, if it's two evils, I'm not going to vote. But, you know, two evils, I don't care if, it's, if he's just a little bit lesser. I will vote. I will only spend my vote on somebody who I actually agree with on a significant chunk of, of issues. I feel the same, yeah. Uh, but... So it's important to do that. But at the same time, it's also important to think of other opportunities and other ways that we can work maybe outside of the system uh, to resist and to refuse and to dissent. Uh, because it's more than just voting. It's like he said, it's getting together. And once you start getting together with like-minded people, then the ideas start flowing. And people come up with uh, with other more original ideas than, oh, well, let's just get together and vote. Because then you can only really affect change every two or four years. Absolutely right. And then you're usually only swapping one politician for a less uh, you yeah. know, desirable one and or really, more desirable the more, one. The more you can work outside the box, the more you can affect and bring positive change inside the box. Because you're giving good examples to people. Right. If they don't see these things, they won't know the alternative are viable. So you've got to try to push in those other ways, in those outside the, the government ways, and in, in passive, uh, you know, some sort of some sort of resistance that uh, that it's almost like it's almost like a martial arts. You know, you use the pressure of the government to come around and do something else. It's little jujitsu. Yeah, it's yeah. jujitsu. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, and you don't have to put your house on the line, and you don't have to go because that's an age, a major issue with people. I mean, we had Tim calling in a little while ago, concerned that the cops were going to raid his friend's house and he was going to go down because he was living in the same house yeah. as his friend who smokes marijuana. People are so frightened to uh, to take a stand against this tyrannical government that we have. You don't have to put it all on the line at once. You can take a little risk here. You can operate outside of the system. Do it under the cover of darkness. You know, Don't uh, sh- stick your head above the water if you're not ready to do that yet. There's ways for you to help out behind the scenes without necessarily putting yourself at risk. And you can find those ways. And if you get together with more uh, liberty-minded people, whether it be through uh, the, the local Ron Paul meetup groups, whether it be through Libertarian Party get-togethers, yeah. whatever the, your opportunities are in your area, that's the way things are going to happen because it's more than just voting. It's getting out. It's getting on radio shows. It's starting your own newspaper. It's uh, writing letters to the editor. It's there's all kinds of different things. Uh, creating a website, a blog. Uh, there's so there's so many different ways for us to get active these days that we didn't have uh, 20 or 30 years ago necessarily. You know, you know man, I got to tell you, I remember one time I was at a stoplight a- in the city of Manchester, and my show was uh, between its incarnations from one station into another. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're driving around, you see somebody pull up, and if you, you know, listen to some intense music or something like that, you might sort of make a confrontational face at the other person in the car. You just sort of look at them askew or something like that. But, it, you know, instead of doing that, I looked over at this guy, sort of nodded, you know, mm-hmm. sort of said hello. And he was a, he was one lane over from me on the right, and uh, there's, so there's a lane open between us. So the light, the light is um, turning yellow on the intersecting lane. And this guy is pointing at me saying, you know, roll down your window. Right. And I thought, geez, is there something wrong with my car? What's going on? Sure. So I rolled down my window and he goes, are you Gardner Goldsmith? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he goes, God bless you, man. Thanks for what you do. And I was like, all right. Now there's a guy and there, we never met. Right. And it's that kind of sort of deep connection you yeah. can make. You, know? you never know who you're going to touch. Yeah. You never know who the next person is going to be that gets turned on by the message of freedom. So it's so important to get out there and spread that as much as possible. That way more people can go and vote out the bad guys. Uh, more on the way or vote to destroy the system, which yeah, would be even better. Yes. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And a very happy guard to be here with him. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. Shrine of female listeners included. Dozens of ladies who've uh, taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. It's shrine.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's for SACL CAI. That's one 800 Five four four six three five nine. We continue with your phone calls, and we talk to Bill in Kentucky. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Guard. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, the first of two things, I wanted to share some joy in making some slight headway with some uh, non-liberty-minded individuals. Oh, do tell. Always um, good to hear uh, success stories. Well, you know how there's kind of a hierarchy of you know, things you can and can't talk about with a, you know, a, a person that's new to, you know, liberty ideations, you know. And yeah. Right, yeah, probably like, not a good idea to jump straight to uh, the free market, not probably not a, the best of ideas. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, they were asking me a lot of questions like, well, what about this, what, what about that? It's like, well, you're not really ready for that, you know, because I just want to explain to you the, the basic premise of force, you know, yes. and using my money to do it. And... Um, you know, they're asking a lot of the typical questions like, well, what about Medicare? What about Medicaid? What about the roads? You know, those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. They actually didn't ask about the roads. Oh, I'm surprised. Give but, them time. <laughs> um, you know, the Medicare, well, don't you care about people that, you know, I said, well, I do, but I don't want my money being taken from me. And and uh, one girl that I was talking to, an old college friend of mine, you know, was able to, even though she's still grasping to the, you know, the, the, uh, the liberal ideology that she has, she was able to look at uh, especially drugs and say how uh, she was explaining to the other girl there who's very conservative, actually, mm-hmm. how all of these drug programs are, you know, so counterproductive and, you know, why they should be stomped and everything. And I was like, yeah, you go, you know, because that's, you know, that's another good point when you talk about liberty is that's just going to happen anyway. There's going to be bad people anyway, you know, and I don't want them, you know, control in my life so yeah. uh, it's just really cool to be to be able to uh, do that you know and i take every opportunity i can you know like you know i hadn't seen these people in months and it's like hey how you doing how was christmas and all speaking of which you know you ever stopped and thought that the government's uh, forcing themselves on us you know so Excellent. um yeah you, you mentioned really happy you, about that you mentioned the hierarchy of things that you can get into and other things that need to wait and i think Picking those little things, I think most people who believe in the freedom philosophy know that if they come out full bore talking about uh, complete uh, free market laissez-faire society, that Crack it pot, seems so. Whatever. Yeah, you know, uh, private police forces, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, it seems so alien to people that they can't really approach it. But exactly. if you can tell them about some of the inefficiencies that are caused by things. And uh, it usually helps when they bring something up. Yeah. When uh, they yeah. sort of lead into it by griping about, well, I had to pay the taxes when I went out of shopping today. Or, you know, all oh, that meal tax is so awful. Or, you know, oh, I had this awful experience at the VA. Whatever it is, when, or, or the DMV. You know, there's always going to be a chance yeah. when someone's had a bad experience with the government. Because it seems like the younger someone is as well. The, you know, the less they've dealt with the government, so the less likely they are to be, be responsive. Even though younger people at the same time also 
also appreciate freedom in a variety of areas. So what you should do is listen carefully to what someone says, and if you see an opening, then use that as the opportunity to bring up how this could be done better if we didn't have the government involved. Yeah, it is a very careful uh, uh, you know, game that you have to play, finding those holes and, right. and milking them for everything they're worth. Because... Right, but, and you also have to plant seeds, too. You can't puke all exactly. over them. You, know, you can't mm. start just spewing liberty all over them because they'll, they'll be overwhelmed. They won't be able to process it all at once. You bring up, they, when they bring something up, you make a few points. You say, well, this is how it could be done better if we didn't have the government involved. Mm. They leave it there. And then you know, step away, and then maybe later they'll ask you another question about, well, hey, how would it work if... Boom, and there's your next opening. Yeah, that's actually well, happening. Well, yeah, yeah. It's how, um, you know, it's it's how you leave them, you know, leave them with that because they'll take that home and that'll give them something to to uh, ponder over. Exactly. Yeah, they've uh, got to chew on it. They've got to sit. They've got to think. They've got to. They've got to. You know, be alone with their thoughts for a while, and then they'll hopefully come in your direction. Bill, thanks for the call tonight. Good for uh, good story. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We go to the amp line to talk to David in Nevada. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Guard. Hey guys. Hey, yeah, I wanted to call in uh, with a correction. Uh, Ron Paul, I don't think is a Baptist. I Based on what information? I'm on Wikipedia. Um, Me too, and it says he's a Baptist. Really? Because <laughs> I see uh, his five children were uh, baptized Episcopalian, and then he has two brothers that were um, are Lutheran ministers. Right, actually. his brother's a Lutheran minister, but if you look on the right-hand column in Wikipedia, it's uh, got, you know, born, political party, spouse, children, profession, religion, Baptist, and there is a oh. citation there, so uh, that's... Okay. There you go. Anything else on your mind tonight? Um, you know, with his brothers being Lutheran, I was wondering. Um, I was raised uh, Missouri Lutheran, actually, which okay. is uh, uh, farthest, farthest away from Catholic as you could get. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's, it sounds, I don't know much about Lutheran, but if it's anything to do with Martin Luther, it must be pretty Protestant. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Lutherans, like they're going to be rejoining the Catholic Church shortly. Why? Uh, at least that's what their plans are. And maybe I'm reaching a little far here with, uh, with uh, Dr. Paul. But I'm wondering, because he is such a principled guy, maybe that's why he's not Lutheran anymore, now a Baptist, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't know what the differences are, so I can't really comment on yeah. that. What do you mean? What is that? Just, just an observation and a possible, possibly, uh, that's why I mean, he's not Lutheran. Are you saying Baptists are more principled than Lutherans? What's the, what, is, what are you getting uh, at? No, Lutheran, the Lutheran Church is, is moving back towards the Catholic Church, uh, you know, after the Reformation and all that. Um, now that they're moving back to the Catholics, and as far as I can tell from, you know, I've attended Catholic uh, services, and uh, and knowing, you know, the whole hierarchy and all that, it seems to be more about political than religious. Mm. So um, when the Lutherans are moving back, it, it was kind of disheartening for me as, as a Missouri Lutheran. Uh, now, Missouri Lutheran will never uh, move, move with the Catholics ever. That's just not a possibility, because they are more principled. Um, principled so about what? Uh, the whole... Well, you know, I don't want to get into the whole theology thing. But. <laughs> well, you can give me the uh, the executive summary, I mean, because I'm just curious. What does that mean to be principled in a religious basis? Okay. Uh, basically, uh, Catholics believe uh, complete, kind of the opposite of what Lutherans believe. Lutherans believe that, uh, you know, Jesus Christ was sent, you know, for your sins and all that. You ha- don't have to pray to anybody else but Jesus Christ. Okay. Right. Catholics like to pray to, uh, you know, saints and things like that. Yeah, yeah. They go through, they, they have a, a step in between, like the Pope. They have a step in between you and your God. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that was the whole point of Jesus Christ coming, coming to earth, 
Now I'm agnostic now, so. So you're saying it's more principled to not have the uh, the middleman. Right. Okay. More I got you. See, that wasn't that wasn't too hard to explain. I got it, Gardner. Did you get yeah. that? Yeah, okay. I got that. Yeah, there you I'm go. With you. David, thanks for the call tonight, yeah. dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Speaking of religions, I said we were going to talk about the Amish, oh, yeah. and I still want to. I love the Amish. Amish I really paradise, do. man. I, uh, <laughs> I've known some of them. There's a uh, There was a large community of Amish down and Mennonites down in uh, Sarasota, in Florida, Florida, where I used to live. Really? And they're just, a, just the most... Just the nicest people. And now in Black River Falls, Wisconsin, they're being accused of ignoring state building codes. How dare they? (laughs) With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free on this live Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Garth. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts for you to surf around through. Serious issues, fun stuff, you'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Barry Cooper wants you to never get busted. Jim Lark was chairman of the Libertarian Party. Ethan Nadelman is the founder of the Drug Policy Alliance. Peter Christ is a spokesman for law enforcement against prohibition. Congressman Ron Paul has called for an end to federal drug raids. They all want to end the war on drugs. They will all be at the Liberty Forum. Where will you be? Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Use code 2008FTL. That's 2008FTL to save 10%. Coming up, be there. We, we will. will. We will, and it's going to be a blast. Uh, I'm sure it's very close to being sold out, so looking forward to seeing you yeah. at the Liberty Forum. Uh, that's this weekend, Gardner. Oh, my goodness. All right, it's going to be fantastic. All right. So, I just can't wait. I, uh, I've been looking forward to this so long. We've got to go to the phone calls here. They're loaded up. Ladies first, let's talk to Janet, listening in Keene, New Hampshire, on WKBK. Hey, Janet. Janet? Keene? Hello? Hi. What's this on your mind Shannon. tonight? It's Shannon. Yeah. Oh, Hi, sorry. No, that sometimes the board ops they mess things up. Anyway, Shannon, what's I don't on worry your mind? about it. Um, I just wanted to say that using Wikipedia as a source really isn't all that reliable, considering that it's um, completely run by random people. Well, that's why if you, you mentioned. Sign up on the website. You can. Well, that's say true. You want to on there. So. You can edit the Wikipedia to your heart's content. That right. much is true. However, uh, they do have citations here, and you can you can check the link. Uh, that that it was cited uh, cited by, and I've heard elsewhere that Ron Paul is a Baptist anyway. But and you weren't necessarily counteracting okay. that, uh, but you were simply saying to be be wary of what you see on Wikipedia, and it's absolutely good a point. good suggestion because yeah. uh, you know there is no authority over Wikipedia beyond people that are just sort of tending to their favorite pages. So I appreciate you suggesting that. Yeah. yeah. Anything else on your mind tonight? Not really. No. Shannon, good hearing from you. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 We continue and talk to Ryan, listening in Utah. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Guard. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Ryan. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I just wanted to congratulate you, Ian, on your uh, recording of uh, the, the Market for Liberty. Uh, it's, it's just it's, it's awesome. 
Good. Oh, thank you. I, you know, it gives me an excuse to bring it up tonight because I talked about it Wednesday, but obviously we get a lot of stations on board listening tonight that aren't normally here with us during the week. Uh, if you are interested, I have put a, a an audio book online. I've recorded it myself and put it online completely free. It's a brilliant book. It's called The Market for Liberty. What do you like about it, uh, Ryan? What's What specifically are you enjoying? Well, you know, I, I, for a long time, I've, I've been a I've been a supporter of of minarchism, and I, I every once in a Minarch- while, I, whoa, whoa, slow down. What's that mean, minarchism? What no, is it that? just means I I I I'm fighting for smaller government. You know, get rid of the IRS and mm. bring bring the bring back down the scope of government in general. You right, know? small government. Uh, right, so right. They, so they steal less of my money. But you know, when I when I start reading some of the things like the market for liberty and and other things, um, you know it. It's just it's just a very good thought experiment for me to, you know, wonder. Well, maybe if we if we got to that level of of minarchy, maybe we could, you know, it just be a logical step to get to a, the complete abolition of government altogether. Yeah, and a it. total free market. That's what's so great about it is you, with a book like this that Ian has done for the market for liberty, uh, taking what the Tannehills put together. It does it allows you these uh, thought experiments to say, well, look, where can I push the boundaries? Uh, of government away in this area. How can I, well, right. maybe it's more efficient in this area. And then you you begin to start to form a really, really consistent thought process where you say, you know what, I've seen examples of how this can work. Uh, I've read about this, and, and theoretically this could definitely work. I agree with this. It's it's really nice, and yep. it, it makes for such comfortable thinking, yes, uh, thinking and, process. And the way the Tannehill's in the book, uh, again, The Market for Liberty, if you want to grab the, your own copy of it for free, go to book.freekeen.com. That's book.freekeen.com. Uh, they're in a, a medium and high-quality version, both completely free. But the way they lay it out, it's so easy to understand. I mean, it's not a hard book to get through, is it? It's not, um, and there's actually just one, one, one point I wanted to bring up with it. Um, that there's, there's actually only one part so far. I, I haven't gone all the way through it, but yeah. Right. But, but one part that I am struggling a little bit with is um, one phrase that's in Chapter 2, and it says, the opposite of self-interest is sacrifice, which is always wrong because it's destructive of human life. I've just been trying to run this one through my head, and I, I know this is kind of bordering on, some of the thoughts of Ayn Rand, which I haven't really read, but I'm just wondering, you know, maybe if I, if I go traveling and I go to a restaurant that I'm never going to uh, frequent again, you know, I'm supposed to tip the waitress, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's not in my self-interest. I, I'm, I'm never going to see this, this person again. Um, am I, it's not in my self-interest, so am I... Not supposed to tip this person. I, well, that's I mean, sort that of like that's, that's sort of like the prisoner's dilemma that's often discussed in economic theory. I, I don't happen to believe that the pr- prisoner's dilemma really applies to free market economics, as some economists think, because what you what you find is that these these sorts of practices, these rituals in which we engage in the free market, arise spontaneously because we find that it helps the system generally so you probably will leave a tip because maybe you don't even think it out but if you thought it out enough you'd say you know if enough people didn't leave tips it'd be mandatory then yeah then the prices would go up with the food and and uh, we wouldn't have a real service-based response for the uh for the guys coming out to do a really good job they'd just be getting getting paid flat out they wouldn't have that incentive so you know that right. there's an incentive 
in, it's in, bad karma. Yeah, well, of course, yes. <laughs> uh, just yeah, coming from the uh, atheist over here, but uh, good point, man. But uh, you know, I think I think in in those instances where you come up with those questions, you can usually you can usually get around them by saying most of these things in the free market have arisen. Because of uh, just, you know, spontaneously people realize that we, we want to provide incentives for good work. So as long as you always ha- hold that carrot out, uh, it's a good thing. So I think people don't right. even think about it in some cases now. Um, but, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned something else, which is um, uh, uh, that statement that, uh, you know, reminded you a little bit of Ayn Rand. And um, that is an interesting one where some people do sort of debate whether or not doing something that is altruistic uh, is constructive or destructive, whether it is beneficial or not. And I think it just depends on whether or not you believe in uh, a certain definition of altruism or if you believe that people get a certain satisfaction out of doing something that is charitable. Um, there are right. two different things in my book. Yeah, now certainly I don't, I don't you know, listen to some preacher and, and say, you need to donate here and I donate there. But, you know, maybe if I... If I I'm walking into Walmart and I see the Salvation Army bucket there. If I drop a few cents in there, I don't really see that as, as, as being destructive to life. No, I don't think that's what they were talking about. Um, in fact, the Tannehills very clearly support private charity and uh, uh-huh. alternative uh, solutions to helping people uh, as opposed to governmental solutions. When they're talking about sacrifice, I believe they're, you know, they're literally referring to uh, you giving up some value in order to... Um, you don't gain anything in return. Like a sacrifice is where you gain nothing at all. It, whereas when you're giving something to the Salvation Army, you aren't sacrificing. You're giving, and you're in getting in return a good feeling, and you know, in your mind or your heart or wherever you feel it. Uh, yeah. And it's something. It's it's you know, it's a little intangible, but there's still something there. Whereas if you for instance, were to kill yourself for the Salvation Army, uh, then, you know, they aren't going to benefit from that in any way, and you aren't going to benefit, uh, you know, maybe you're going to make a spectacle and get a little news coverage, but then you've lost your life and you have no chance to create value on into the future. I think they're talking about, like, real sacrifice, not giving to others, and I think there's a difference there. And, you know, it makes me think, I think Ian hits it perfectly. He phrases it very, very well in, in very simple, uh, simple terms. That's exactly what it comes down to is you get this satisfaction it's an intangible thing but i wonder how ayn rand would have felt about a movie like it's a wonderful life because all the good things that uh, the main character did for all those other people ended up coming back to him when he was in his uh, most dire point of need now he did those things out of the charity of his heart uh, I think you're right, Ian. The sacrifice concept is when you're not getting anything in return. Exactly. Ryan, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, once again, the book is available for download at book.freekeen.com. More Free Talk Live coming up. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So it doesn't matter what you're buying, even used items. Uh, head on over to amazon.freetalklive.com. Come And once again, to mention the book, uh, it's The Market for Liberty. It's a free audio book, 
great book, getting great reviews so far, and it's it's the way I figured. I read this book on my own uh, a year ago, and I said. This has to get out. It's an it's a book from 1970. So if it hadn't been recorded in audio form, only a few people would have ever been able to get their hands on it, just because they would have probably never heard about it or never bothered to go through the process of picking it up or paying for it. Right. In this case, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to go through any effort. You just go to book.freekeen.com, click and download, uh, and it's completely free. And it really is a paradigm shifting book. It's a book that's really going to encourage you to to ask some questions about your belief system when it comes to government and when it comes to uh, to the free market highly recommend it and it's free and it's about six hours so not yeah, too bad it's going to up the stakes for anybody trying to debate you right Good and job. to jump back real quick into uh, the, the the topic about um, sacrifice i think what the Tannehills were were pointing out when they were discussing sacrifice and how when you sacrifice it just destroys more value you don't actually get any value out of sacrificing uh, what they're pointing out is that they're trying to counteract some of the propaganda that you get in government schools and Hollywood movies and that sort of thing, that, that there's some sort of honor in sacrifice, necessarily. Uh, I could see, perhaps, in a like like a life-or-death situation where if you, you loved somebody so much you sacrificed your life so they could continue living, certainly that's more like the Hollywood version of, of sacrifice. And in that case, I could certainly see there being some honor there, but... You haven't increased anybody's value share by, by doing that. You so maybe in this case what you're looking at is a dissatisfying compromise in, in your interpersonal relationships yeah. and affairs. Something you wouldn't normally go doing, right. but you've been sort of programmed by society to believe that there's some uh, benefit to sacrifice when in fact you just lose. Mm-hmm. If someone has already lost something, you don't get that back by sacrificing something else of yours uh, in response to it. And I don't have anything tangible, um, more more tangible to give you, but I just wanted to talk more about the concept. Uh, so 800-259-9231. We go to the phones and talk to Puke in New Hampshire, listening on WKBK. Puke on the amp line. Hello there. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, hey what's on your mind? I just uh, received an email from uh, the, uh, the Liberty Card folks. Yeah. And I thought I would share the news, since uh, I'm sure most people haven't heard about it. But apparently, there was going to be a Fox News uh, debate January 6th. Mm. And apparently, they've decided to leave out Ron Paul. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, I heard about uh, this. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, you can find out from the, the New Hampshire State Republican Party, and there's an Associated Press report about it. And um, if you want to contact the Fox News folks, downsize these disease, <clears throat> Uh, with their, you know, easy-to-use email thingy, mm-hmm. uh, you can just uh, send a message through downsizedc.org yes. right to Fox News and let them know your displeasure at, uh, you know, a major news station just leaving out of the debate. <laughs> right. Fair and the balanced. Major- they're real fair and balanced. They're, they're letting, Gardner, they're letting the uh, candidates into the debate that mm-hmm. have less polling numbers than Ron Paul, and they're excluding Ron you Paul from the debate. You can see from my face. I'm just totally stunned by this. Right, I mean, you can't say that he's... That he's, I mean, it's just so absurd to suggest that he's not a contender or anything when you're letting in someone like Fred Thompson or any of the other guys. Unbelievable. I, mean, I don't know why they always uh, give Fred Thompson so much airtime. I guess it's just because he's an actor, he's but an he actor. hasn't done anything, and nobody really seems to care about well, him. Well, you know yeah. why? It's because anything. he looks like the Weevils from Torchwood. That's why. <laughs> I keep telling people, Google image Weevil Torchwood and Google image Fred Thompson. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to laugh at him. That's unbelievable. How blatant can they get? That is you know? so incredible. I mean, that is, that's such a perfect example of the, the whole Hannitization, the Hannity 
approach to trying to exclude Ron Paul because they don't like him. And, of course, it's just going to lead people to become... What's that? The memory hole from 1984. They're just shoving information out the window. Why would they do that when Paul is polling oftentimes higher than people like Fred Thompson? He wins Fox News' own uh, phone polls after their debates. Why would they? I just (laughs) cannot understand that rationale. That's unbelievable. You know, uh, occasionally on my show we get uh, Carl Cameron to come on. And uh, if we get him on one more time before the uh, before the primaries, I've got to ask him about this, and I hope people put pressure well, on Fox. Yeah, they should put pressure on, and again, DC.org has a brilliant yeah. system that will yeah. make it easy for you to do that. So again, go there and take care of one it thing, at DC.org. One thing I am glad about, though, is that um, if they do continue and actually exclude him, it is going to be in New Hampshire, and I know there will probably be a huge amount of Ron Paul supporters at the uh, campus, you know, uh, essentially protesting it. And you know oh, what? Uh, there will be exposure. But. Uh, if they don't change things, I actually have the fax numbers for the O'Reilly factor <laughs> and Hannity and Combs. And I think Geraldo at large. Uh, and uh, I was so. You can start knows, sending black start, pages. Yeah, maybe we can do some of those fax rolls, the eternal faxes. Who knows? Right. Very good, Puke. Thanks for the alert. Once again, DC.org can get people uh, involved to help out with that one. Uh, we got to continue with the phone calls here. Vince in Indianapolis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Guard. Vince, short on time, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? Going once, going How twice. Our, Vince. Hey, Vince. Oh, okay. Hello, how are you? Short on time, sir. What's on your mind? You know, um, Indianapolis Star had a little headline today because uh, there's that a Fisher's Indiana policeman uh, stopped a school principal from a Christmas party for drunken, look like, you know, impaired or drunken driving. Uh-huh. Didn't arrest him, didn't charge him. He even made a call to a friend on the Fisher's police force, and they drove him home. Sweet deal. It's good to be connected to the bureaucracy where the principal (laughs) can drive home drunk and get an escort from the police instead of go to the police station like the rest of us would in handcuffs. Talk about privilege. Vince, thanks, dude. We appreciate it. Out of time, 800-259-9231. Got to make time for Craig in Texas. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Gardner. Hey, Craig. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, I just wanted to... um to touch on one thing, I noticed you were talking about objectivism earlier, and I want to say I've listened to you now pretty much regularly for about a year, Ian, and I want to put something in your head. I think you are an objectivist, and I just think you really don't understand the philosophy. Uh, yeah, well I don't know anything about know. objectivism. I mean, I, what is it? Go ahead. Give well, it to us. At, briefly, it's a philosophy of, of reality. It, it means that the universe and everything around us is real, that we learn about the universe through our, our senses, that all knowledge um, comes you know through our senses that individually we are individuals we have a specific nature that we act within our nature which is why using force is wrong because you're contradicting someone when they uh, try okay to now act stop right there nature. because we had somebody on the show who claimed to be an objectivist his name's Terry Goodkind he's an author and he is a warmonger so how is it one could be if by your definition you're saying you can't be in favor of using force but yet there are objectivists out there that are absolutely in favor of it are they just not adhering to the philosophy correctly i, w- I would say about half of the objectivists on the objectivist forums do not want to be in iraq but terry goodkind he was a, he believed that they were attacking us that they that we were acting in self-defense that if we hadn't gone over there 
they would have continued to attack us and to. But even so, he's it. accepting the uh, the premise that uh, that having a military is acceptable, and it's not because you have to be forced to pay for it. So the force isn't necessarily the issue. Isn't necessarily initiating force on Iraq, though that is an issue. The issue is initiating force on the American people to get them to support a military that's going around the world initiating force. So there's. Well, I, I agree with you on this, but don't you believe that a nation, our people? have a right to self-defense if they are attacked to raise an army and to try well, to... Well, there's no collective rights. Only individuals have rights. So if they so want you, to defend themselves... Right, so you wouldn't support an army in any, in any case? You wouldn't... Uh, if you uh, had a private police force army or something with it that people voluntarily paid into, then yeah. I, uh, we would probably both find that supportable. Yeah. I think that uh, that's where some of the objectivists and the pure laissez-faire people would make their split their ways, perhaps. Right. So I have never really heard anything that I really uh, get turned on by when uh, when we've talked to you know people like uh, like Terry Goodkind. I don't want to be associated with people like that, so I would never label myself in that way. A free marketeer okay. says what I am and makes it very very clear. I don't I don't want any government in my life. I don't want anything uh, to have government anything to do with me, and that's what my philosophy is all about. Okay, then I, I'm wrong, Ian. I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize that. Uh, uh, you would not support self-defense. through No, no, I'm all for self-defense. Yeah, yeah, I think but I'm for voluntary methods of paying for it, yeah. not through coercive methods, which is what the state is. And 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 perhaps we should get a, a little bit of clarity from from a person who can address this a little bit better from the objectivist standpoint. Uh, as far as you personally, or, or perhaps information you could give us about the objectivist uh, philosophy. Uh, do you think that there is a supportable rationale for forcing someone to have to pay for his to police defense force? Uh, there, there is in certain cases. It's only if you believe that freedom and liberty and the philosophy of freedom comes from uh, egoism. If you believe that you're right. Too much for the last 30 seconds, my friend. You should call back on yeah, Monday night. But thank you for the, uh, the time and the call. And Gardner, thanks for being here tonight, thanks. as always, sir. We will be back Monday, I believe, with a live Internet-only edition of the show online only at freetalklive.com. We'll see you next week. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.